welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Are you ready for some football? No, neither am I. But I am ready for an all-star halftime show extravaganza. The all-stars took on the roles of some of the Super Bowl halftime show's biggest names for a legendary challenge with a result only a redemption arc could love. It's time to break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. And joining me on this super show is a showstopper who is about to take the world by storm. She's beauty and she's face and one of my favorites is Spectral Electra. Hello. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, it's fun to um, record two podcasts um, about Drag Race in the opposite order that they're getting released. But you know what? So much drag content. I know. It was like, you know what? It was like, at first it was like, it felt like we weren't getting enough drag content. And now they just keep throwing it at us. And now we're just like, uh, you know what? Let's let's pump the brakes. But I think literally we're, we're going to have Drag Race potentially almost... 52 weeks in 2021 which means Amazing. every week there has been drag race maybe two weeks we had off but oh my god it doesn't end you know it's like i i guess you can go either way so you can say like i love it or i hate it but like hey it's like it's entertainment and we're eating it up so and it's visibility visibility is important amen to that well i do have some drag news of the week Drag Race Holland season two will begin on August 6th. So there's my summer vacation gone. Um, are you a fan of Drag Race Holland? Did you get to watch the first season? Um, I did. And I I kind of feel about Drag Race Holland, how I felt about a lot of the other um, international seasons is I very much enjoy watching it for like the runways and like seeing mm-hmm. different kinds of drag. But for me, sometimes I find it harder to relate to the international seasons because I feel what makes Drag Race so iconic is like all of like the pop culture references and like sure. all of like those sort of like very like regional things. And I feel like, you know, whether it's like Holland or UK or what have you, like, you know, they're making, they're cracking jokes about things. And it's just like, like me as an American, like I don't understand. Yeah. Um. So like, I more so enjoy watching the international seasons for the looks and seeing the other queens but sometimes I find it a bit harder to like relate to like the humor and things like that because it's just stuff that, you know, like cult is like, it's just different. Absolutely. And that's what I enjoy as um, a purveyor of new cultures is learning as I'm watching. Cause I'll do the research obviously for the podcast. So the listeners are at least aware of what's going on. Espana, I'm not doing as much research. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. This is what Wikipedia said because wikipedia that's all they're giving me but it's fun to learn new cultures and especially for me who loves like australia and the uk like learning and seeing all their um pop culture is so much fun but yeah it is much harder when you have to read the subtitles and watch the show at the same time it's just a lot to focus on yeah 
Yeah, but luckily with Espana ending soon, where that was all Spanish, Holland at least hopefully will get some uh, English thrown in there like they did last season. So I'll have like moments where I can listen uh, and type as opposed to pause every five seconds to type what they just said on the subtitles. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think the biggest change that we know of at this moment is Fred is not doing his own makeup this time. This time, Envy Peru will be the makeup artist and Fred will look gorgeous. I was going to say, I can't wait for that. But I was going to say, I was like, hey, it's like closer and closer to RuPaul. Because it, We're getting there. He has a whole team but, behind yeah. it. So like, might as well. <laughs> right? 50 people. Come on, Tia Coffee. Get your 50 people too. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Tia Coffee, can I, um, do you like jokes? Do you like listening to jokes? Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to turn down a joke. Can I give you a really, really corny, bad drag race joke? Like like a dad joke? Oh, yeah. I have at it. Tea or coffee? I prefer my Joe Black. Oh, God. How do I, <laughs> how do I, how do I end the Zoom call? <laughs> I thought of that when I was very high last week, and I was like, that's funny. Um... It was when I was watching their lip sync. Um, took me a while, but yeah. That's enough about UK and España and Holland. Let's talk about All-Star 6. Um, how are you enjoying your journey through Paramount Plus? So I um, I feel like I wasn't super excited about this lineup. Like at first, I feel like I was kind of skeptical because I was surprised mm-hmm. by some of the faces I saw, but some of them were very expected. Um, but now that I'm watching it, I'm very intrigued um at like the lineup how they're interacting and like i also think this is like the widest range of like seasonal representation that we've seen like i feel like we have have, like queens that like just like i feel like just wrapped up like their like you know original journey on drag race and like you know queens as far back like the ogs that you Mm -hmm. know we haven't seen them on tv in like god knows how long yeah yeah, it's it's a. I agree. the The cast. I made a joke at the beginning that it was Drag Race Some Stars because some of these people should not be called an All Star, but they're on the show, and we're we're getting a pretty good season so far. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, the only things I'm having major issues with is the decisions RuPaul's making, and we will definitely discuss how um, someone is getting robbed, and I am utterly terrified. For what may happen to them because of that but i think so far so good yeah i was like i agree i was like some of the decisions have been questionable some of mm-hmm. the judging has been um quest- hypocritical that too i was like what's another yeah. word but i was like i was like mm. yeah i was like i feel like uh you know it's like some uh some critiques are misplaced um yes. but you know yeah. what, what do i know yeah, we're just viewers who love watching the show. Hey, you know, you never know. You could be on one day. Maybe. I was like, you know, shit. I was like, there, there's enough shit behind me. I was like, maybe right. one day, uh, well, you know, we'll see uh, my dumbass uh, grace the silver screen. There you go. Trade of the season right here. Now, this season, you are not uh, doing the looks, the runway looks every week. No, I definitely thought about it. 
um mm-hmm. because you know I was like I was I, I was the runways are always my favorite part um yeah and that's always I feel like what can really like make or break a queen like you know whether it's for the fans or for the judging and you know I have some opinions about that but we'll talk about that later oh yeah um but also it's because I have like a bunch of other things going on that I have to be like prepare looks for and it's like as much as I would love to like follow along with the all-stars um I just don't think right now I have uh the time to do it and That's you know, fair. it's like I don't want to half-ass it so are you still at least coming up with ideas and like writing them down for each runway yeah I mean like I still think like oh like I you know I was like I wonder if anyone's gonna like do this or like do that um mm-hmm. but like I will say though when I did it for season 13 um I found like the leaked runways um gotcha. so, so you're you're prepared yeah I kind of had an idea of what was coming um and like you know it's nine times out of ten those leaks are truthful but not always um but the right. one the one uh the runway categories that I found that were leaked um ended up being I think every single one of them uh, was on there except for maybe like one or two um okay that was definitely helpful to find it leaked. I don't think anyone leaked the runways for All-Star 6, but uh, like I said, it's like, unfortunately, I just don't have the time right now. That's fair. That's fair. Well, sooner than you think, season 14 will be here, so. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, like, all right, let's go. It's like, someone leaked the runways. It's like, I'll start prepping now. Literally, they're done filming. They're they're back. Yeah. I was like, I'm sure someone somewhere is going to leak something. We'll have the elimination order soon. The lip sync songs. Exactly. Someone on well, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil much aside from uh, someone who may be from the um, tri-state area who was on this next season um, posted a photo of a very new face. So I wonder if that was a critique. But we'll 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 see soon. Like, uh, I, I have I stories about that about. one. I have. I have stories about that child. Woo! That's for that podcast. Literally. Literally had to message them a couple years ago. Be like, take your birth date off your Facebook because you can't get into the bars. Not Facebook. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, sweet okay. child. Sweet child. All right. Let's get into this episode. After the elimination, Trinity slayed but still lost. How dare she come here and not assassinate a lip sync? The nerve. Laganja came through, literally dropped from a ceiling, but Eureka says that Trinity held her own. The bitch is sickening. How did you feel about that lip sync? I was so excited to see Laganja come in and, of course, another iconic entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... I thought the song choice was great. I think that, you know, they both, you know, just like any lip sync, like they all did uh, their own sort of interpretation of it. Um, Absolutely. But and I was like, I think I agree. It was like, you know, Trini held her own, but I was like, I don't think there's any way that she could dance circles around the ganja. No, no, I definitely uh, think this is going to be remembered as an iconic lip sync. Um, perhaps coming in the future, the, Block Talk um, Ultimate Iconic Lip Sync Showdown will be an episode people will get to listening to, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, spoiler, we it's happening. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great lip sync. And yeah, Trinity didn't win. There's no way in hell she was going to win. It was all about Laganja. Oh, yeah. It's time to go through the box, which Scarlett doesn't like very much. Um, excuse you, Pandora is sitting right there. 
finally, Pandora is getting some attention. And this is going to be another theme that I'm going to have through this episode, but more on that later. As Pandora goes through, it's basically one-to-one lipsticks and lipsticks until it's revealed that it was a 6-4 vote. Now it's time to fess up. Um, Eureka chose Akiria because she wanted to have Silky's back and give her a chance. Ginger picked Akiria. She didn't want to vote for anyone on their team, but you go through track record and Silky's talent show was so strong. Question mark, was it? Did we watch the same show? Because I didn't think it was that strong. Anyway, finally, Raja voted for Akiria. She wanted to do what was right, but she thinks she is talented and phenomenal. Any of those votes shock you? So I was shocked that it was so close because I feel like every lipstick vote up until this point has basically been unanimous. You know, there's maybe like one or two outliers, but it's never been like one to one. Um, Although I did really like the queen sort of like commentary on this, how like Akira was like, you know, this is really nothing personal. Like, you know, we're all here. We're all playing the same game. And like, mm-hmm. you know, just because someone voted for you doesn't mean that they're saying that, you know, like your drag is bad or whatever. They just thought, right. you know, they, you underperformed. Um, and then like Trinity sort of said the same thing. How it's like, you know, this, this isn't going to make or break us. Like, you know, we're here to play a game. And like, if you let this get to you, then that's going to be your, you're sort of going to be your own downfall. So, right. you know, I've, there's always because there's always this sort of like commentary about like oh like how are we going to vote like are we going to look at track record are we going to look at uh you know this or that and i feel like you know also it's like it you know it is a game you know it's like really like the you know whoever wins that week you know they could send home the person who they think did poorly or they could send home you know someone who maybe did poorly but is you know big competition elsewhere right so but it seems like at least up until this point it seems that they're all sort of on the same page where they're like, okay, let's look at track record. Like, let's look at, you know, the overall package that they bring instead of just, you know, this one little challenge that they may have fumbled at. Now, everyone knows I'm a diehard Survivor fan and the name of that game is Alliances. Spoke about it last week on the podcast. I got a little bit of pushback by Rigatoni and saying like, that's not this game. If you look at how things vote like turned out, if the season 11 girls made an alliance and voted for either Jan unanimously or Ginger unanimously, one of them would have gone. They would have had enough votes to knock one of them out and kept both Akira and Silky. Me as a viewer, that's what I wanted because that's juicy entertainment. Is it because it's Drag Race and it's a talent-based competition that they're not playing that game? Or did none of them have that brain to do that math? I don't know. I mean, I think that it's still too early to really do, like, shady things like that. I feel like if it were maybe, like, farther down the line Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they kind of had, like, okay, you know, let's think about strategy I think it's still pretty early in the fact that they're kind of just looking at it like, okay, like who's done better? Like who do we want to see like continue? I don't right. think they've really gotten to the point of it getting like to that sort of like game or like mindset yet. Yeah. Keyword is yet. Because yeah. Cause like, obviously one of the most memorable things to happen on an all-star season is Naomi Smalls uh, eliminating Manila. You got to do it if you want to win the game. Because let's be honest, Manila would have won the season. Like, yeah. hands down, she would have won. Am I saying Jan or Ginger is going to win the season? 
probably not at this point. Uh, Ginger had a good chance, but she's not giving it. Um, but you could have saved your sisters and friendship. It didn't happen. And that's okay. Cause I'm not a huge silky fan. So I'm okay with her off my television right now, but I want them to get a little grittier here. Um, really start thinking about how the game is played because looking at what happens with this week, if you not, if you got Jan out, someone else would have won. Yeah. Akira has no hard feelings. She loves all them hoes. Does she agree with what they said? No, she's not a pity party girl. She's not a woe is me person. Trinity went with Silky, but that don't make or break them. Preach. That's it's very kumbaya right now. But Mother Earth is climate changing and it's time to change. Excellent line from Scarlet. Excellent, excellent. Jan is happy to be safe and be there. She's not just there to stay. She's here to slay. The Jan wrath is about to be unleashed. And there's our foreshadowing for the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, I, and I, cause I wrote this down and like, I wrote it multiple times. I wrote a few things multiple times, um, <laughs> but I feel like this is really when they started, you know, when Jan was like, you know, she started getting this, this I don't want to say cockiness cause that's not the right word. Um, but I felt like they were giving, they were almost giving her like the, the elimination edit where she's like, I was in the bottom last week and I have a fire under my ass and like, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, gets yeah. cut. And yeah. I was just, um, it's always fun we, we to see where the edit goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, because that, that's the thing watching all these shows as often as we do. You read the edit. You know where a show is going to lead you based on who is talking. Um, like I, I watching um, Drag Race España this week, you knew Poopy was leaving once she gave her backstory to the um, rugby player because they needed to give her her moment. So it's, it's important to watch those things. Sometimes the producers are going to pull a fast one. Sometimes they're giving you the exact story. And that's the fun of it is to f- try to figure out where it's going. But again, w- w- in a season where Rue is very much about redemption, you knew Jan was going to have a good episode. Just the way yeah. they were having her speak. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it's a new day. Exactly. It's a new day. Trinity leads the queens in singing This Little Light of Mine in honor of Silky. They are very off on the clapping game. Tempo changed like 12 times and everyone was they, even... They tried. They, they did their they, best. They tried. They did their best. But Trinity reads the mirror message and Kylie has to be sure that trans lives matter part is not left out because that is very important as well. I don't think Trinity was going to leave it out, but I'm glad Kylie is the one who got to say that. Mm-hmm. Eureka didn't want to see her big sister Silky go because now there's only two big girls left. Slow down, bitch. Ginger, do better. Very funny. But also, can we really call Jiggly a big girl anymore? Too petite. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like I, like, I feel like that's like not, like the, the, the Jiggly we're seeing now is not the same Jiggly that was, no. you know. No, so I'm like, I mean, like, sure. But I feel like it's, it's, it's a bit of a stretch now. Yeah, it's almost like calling Kidamine a big girl, being like, because she was bigger before, but she's not bigger now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are we, are we watch, are we still watching the same season? Because exactly, Akira is doing is doing it. Ginger says she's feeling okay, she's feeling good, but it was a kick in the ass she needed. And then Jan, well, she felt good hearing that they just wanted to see some funk from her. But she has other opinions too. She doesn't think that she or Ginger's critiques warranted 
them being lipstick eligible. The other girls are like, yeah, no, you're crazy. You were in the bottom, Jan. And then you have that Jan like smile nod thing where she wants to say something, but she's too nice to say anything. Um, Cause she was like biting her tongue, but she's not going to cause a riff here. Do you think yeah. she should have been lipstick eligible? Was she a bottom? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, so. we know she's a bottom, but. Yeah, it was a different, <laughs> different bottom. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, I think she should have been safe, but I think that, you know, it was like really was like, I mean, we've seen it happen, you know, with Draggers 4. It's like they just, instead of just, you know, picking a, you know, a bottom two or what have you, they just put the entire team in the bottom. Right. So I feel like, no, she shouldn't have been in the bottom because she gave a very safe performance, but overall sure. her team was in the bottom. So you, exactly the ship is sinking, you're going down with it. It's true. So she's the bottom. The alarm sounds. Rue is ready to tell the all-stars to be showstoppers. Rue equates all-stars as the gay version of that football game, AKA the Super Bowl. Are you the fan? Are you a fan of the Super Bowl or more I of mean- the halftime show and the commercials? Yeah, I mean, I'm very, like, unless, like, you know, like, I know that, like, I, like, know the teams or, like, you know, uh-huh. something like that. But, like, really, I'm there for the commercials and the halftime show because that's what everyone's going to be talking about. No one gives a shit about who wins. We're really all just there for the memes that come out of it, the funny yep. commercials, and, you know, whatever person is doing halftime or, you know, whatever yep. group we're bringing back together or whatever publicity stunt yeah. happening. And I'm also there for the food. Halftime uh, Super Bowl food, always usually a good call. Like, give me nachos, give me wings. I- I'm here for it. Absolutely. But for this week's Maxi Challenge, the All-Stars will be headlining in the Hall of Fame halftime show. They each will take on a legendary halftime show performer as they pay tribute to an artist who agreed to waive all her publishing rights. And that generous superstar is Rue Paul, who can't even say that with a straight face. Generous? Is that really the word we want to go here with Rue Paul? course you couldn't face i mean hey i i mean i kind of appreciate though when uh you know rupaul can like laugh you know like laugh at like right the, the stupidity uh because yeah. even he was like you know he was giving like this whole big spiel and like everyone's like oh my god who is it and he's like it's me and then like he, he knows he knew it was dumb yeah. like at least absolutely he's self-aware. exactly Like the History of the World Challenge, they have pre-selected an iconic halftime show performer. This means the Eliminated Queens also had picks that were not included. Um, We'll discuss what we may know later on. Mm -hmm. But Jamal Sims is returning to be the dance coach, and they can get game day ready with products from Main Club. Come on, sponsorship. Did the sponsorship work? Did you visit MainClub.com after the episode? I did not. But I feel like being that it was a Super Bowl themed episode, I love that they were staying true to that with product placement. Absolutely. And, you know, the most unnecessary uh, sort of things. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I think I wrote this down, but I may have misheard it. The Queens picked their own divas. They weren't assigned. Yes. Divas. Okay. Correct. Because usually, usually in like, you know, previous uh seasons or all-stars what have you usually they're assigned divas or you know whatever role they're playing so i found it very interesting that for this challenge specifically they're like oh you get to pick your own diva because i felt like the the picks and you know who they chose 
very much like lined up with like everyone made good choices well there were questionable choices but i mean they <laughs> they definitely were able to play to their strengths instead of you know just you know a random character being assigned to someone so they did say pre-selected you may be on to something that maybe the producers did pick for them and they're just you know pretending that they selected them because again like the history of the world challenge those i believe were assigned to them they were um typically they're assigned yeah so i think what probably happened here was they had a certain order that they talked to the queens and were like who do you want and that's how they got to whittle down to who got where because they were mostly uh, accurate um but yeah that that's something that i would love to like ask one of the queens like off the record to be like give us that kind of tea yeah like did you actually like (laughs) did did was jan really the only one that wanted gaga right right yeah so we'll, we'll i'm sure one day we'll find out but let's make a football ha it's time to listen to the track and see what they're getting themselves into this is a jan challenge she's a performer she's a lip syncer she's a dancer she's gonna bring the funky we're going to start sharing who they're going to be. Akira will be Prince and is excited to see herself as a boy. Akira is not alone playing a male character as Kylie reveals she will be portraying Steven Tyler. She had to play 26 years of her life as a boy, so she's really confident in her Steven Tyler. I would like to take this time to crucify Miss Trinity K. Bonet as she does not know who Steven Tyler is. Spectra. Do you know who Steven Tyler is? I have, Don't break I have, my I heart. Don't break my no. heart. Don't do it. Don't do it. Didn't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Have I you had, not heard had, had, of I, the... I, have you not heard of the band Aerosmith? Yes, I have. I was like, okay. I, had, I had a vague idea, but mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. when Kylie first said it, did not immediately make the connection. Um, have you seen the movie Armageddon? No. Okay. Well, you, I don't think you were bored yet. So that you, you're fine there, uh, but don't want to miss the thing is from that movie. Um, have you never ridden my favorite Disney attraction, the rock and roller coaster? No, I have. So like I said, I was That's like, Aerosmith. First, I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't, at first I didn't make the connection. I was like, there was definitely, there was definitely like a three hour delay before I like came <laughs> two together. Um, so, you know, there, there was that good East to West coast delay before I yeah. like, was like, Oh, right. <laughs> okay that's fair i'll i'll you broke my heart a little bit but i'll give you a pass um i'm a huge aerosmith fan yeah i was like i was not totally clueless but there definitely was there was hesitation there that's sure that's fair that's fair raja is going to be the boss miss diana ross who is rue's favorite that's pressure Mm. girl trinity is playing beyonce who had one of the most legendary halftime shows and she will be closing this show pandora chose carol channing and that's really all people talk about to her. And for those uninformed, Carol Channing was the headliner for the very first Super Bowl ever. Scarlett will be doing Katy Perry. Jan is doing Lady Gaga. Eureka has Madonna. And Jan has a little bit of PTSD over Madonna as she's reminded of her infamous face crack when she lost the Rusical Challenge, you know, the moment when she's wearing her uh, robe in this scene. With that face crack. There, there had to have been like some sort of like heads up because I mean like that robe we've we you know we saw Rose wearing it we I think we've mm-hmm. seen Jan wearing it in the workroom 
but uh, Ginger they, wore it they, in the challenge too. Of course she did. Uh, yeah. But it was like there there had to have been like some producer like whispered to her be like, "Hey Jan, wear the yeah. robe." Absolutely, absolutely, probably. Yara is going to do Shakira. Ginger is doing Fergie, who will open the show. The girls listen. They're enjoying their parts. Jan is thrilled to do Lady Gaga as she believes she can portray Lady Gaga like nobody's business. I mean, go to Icon on a Friday night and you get to hear her sing Shallow. She's very good at that. Um, They have very similar backgrounds, Catholic school, Italian family, musical theater, the similarities, they're uncanny. Pandora knows that Jan thinks she's Lady Gaga. They are big shoes to fill, but can she do it? She don't know. Were you buying Jan's confidence? Um, again, like I said, I was like, I picked up on the edit and I was like, yeah. okay. Like, I was like, again, I was like, I understand that, you know, the producers and, you know, the edit has a lot of power here. So I was very intrigued to see like where this confidence was going. You know, if it was going to be, you know, the same sort of thing that happened with the Madonna musical where she was like, oh, I'm going to kill it. And then yeah. we all know how that panned out. Um, but you know, I love this whole thing. She was like, Oh, like me and Gaga are like the same exact person. And then you finally like, Pandora gets some airtime and she's like, Good God, girl, get a grip. Like, right. So yeah. I was yeah. I was very much enjoying the edit of you know, yeah. Jen. You know, I don't think it was a delusion. I think you know, she was like going into it and she was like, she was definitely very confident about her abilities because, like you said, this is what Jan does, and Jan does Gaga, and she does Gaga very well. It's like yeah. I have I have seen her sing Gaga live. I've seen her do her Gaga mixes. Like mm-hmm. it's what she does. So I think that the confidence she has, you know, was definitely uh you know, it was definitely not misplaced. It was definitely, you know, she knew what she was doing. But again, we've seen the edits, we've seen the power that production has when these queens get yep. really, you know, confident or overconfident, and it doesn't always pan out for them, but we know how it panned out for Jan. So there you go. It's true. Speaking of interesting edits, Akira is doing the facial hair, the baby curls, baby hair. Prince never cared about gender roles. He was a pretty boy like her. And if she does well in the challenge, this is the redemption she needs after last week. Here's our clue, friends. Scarlet, playing the role of left shark, wanders over to Trinity to see if anyone has any concerns. I just love that she was wearing that fucking outfit in the workroom. I wish it would have been revealed in the show, but it was so funny. I want to know why, first off, one, it was fully stoned and I was living for it. <laughs> Second, I love that it was like, I, I find it really funny how like she didn't try to like, you know, get like a left shark costume made in like a sparkly fabric, or, like whatever. She literally went to like Party City, bought the fucking shark costume and then rhinestoned it. Yeah. Um, but why was no one talking about the fact that she's just like standing there, like with like the shark costume on, like no one said a word, no one no had one. an eyelash. Like she just like walked over and, you know, being like the shark of truth. And she was like, so does anyone have any concerns? Like no mm-hmm. one said a word about it. And they're it just so like, funny. I, I literally said in all caps, I was like, is no one going to say anything about the fucking shark? Um, <laughs> And then, um, like, I, I actually, I think this was, this was mentioned when um, they were going over the roles, but the the whole Beyonce curse thing and mm-hmm. how everyone that's done Beyonce is always done poorly. And they didn't mention it on the show, but someone brought up later is like Jan doing Gaga. 
everyone has ever portrayed Gaga on the show, whether it's been Snatch, or actually, I think it's only ever been Snatch Game, um, notoriously does poorly. Yep. So it was very interesting to see how the episode panned out and uh, how Beyonce and Gaga ended up uh, being on top. It's true. Well, Trinity is quite nervous because lyrics and fierceness, but Trinity is here, as you said, to break the Beyonce curse on Drag Race. And this is when we do get to see the montage of little Kenya Michaels and Tyra Sanchez and Asia O'Hara failing at their Beyonce snatch game. But Trinity's going to clean it up. She's going to be fine. Raja thinks that Trinity has nothing to worry about because she does Beyonce, but Trinity reminds her she's just Sammy Davis Jr. in a wig. That's just Bianca Del Rio being Bianca Del Rio, right? Trinity is ready to prove Bianca wrong. I love that we get this throwback to Bianca Del Rio, one of the greatest winners of the show ever, and the queen of the of the iconic lines. Um, obviously, the, jumping ahead, did you see what um, Bianca Del Rio put on Instagram? Oh, absolutely. And I couldn't agree. It was like, I think what makes All Stars so much fun is that you get to see all these like cross seasonal references yeah. as far as like, you know, what each queen wants to redeem themselves for, what they're known for, what have you. But I specifically like how All-Star 6 is doing it in this episode where like they actually like have like the flashbacks to like, you yeah. know, the queens doing Beyonce and Snatch Game and like that Bianca read because those are the things that, you know, the fans will like latch onto and that they sort of like associate with the queens. Exactly. And I love that they're like giving us that, like throwback to it and shout out to Bianca for being like, well, I stand corrected because Bianca does not like to admit when she's wrong. No, not at all. Blair St. Clair. Um, no, she does not. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was very well done. And, and like you said, we're getting these montages. We're getting these clips from old seasons we're, we got reminded who Alyssa Summers was like, that was shocking. Um, <laughs> Alyssa Summers, who quit drag. Quit drag. She doesn't do drag anymore. So do not expect to see her on All Star 7. Her and um, Magnolia Crawford, probably not going to be on All Star 7. Yeah. No, Magnolia, Magnolia quit drag for a hot second and then uh, is now Frisbee something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell she's doing. But Trinity thinks the best part of this entire show is Carol Channing. Pandora is going to live it up and Rue will lose her mind. And as Trinity says, they're going to lose this shit to Carol fucking Channing. Pandora Box. Why do you not have merch right now that says Carol fucking Channing? People would buy the shit out of it. See, again, this is the thing. If she were on a later season of Drag Race and understood like the power of social media and like all those sorts of things, like say, you know, like, say like she was in Jan's shoes and you know was on like a more mm-hmm. recent season um she would have been like boom had the merch ready and like dropped it after the episode exactly exactly but i don't think she because she is from you know an older season i don't think she really understands that like the fans would eat carol fucking channing up yes they would and you know and again you know to like the point that i was making before is like you know how they picked their own divas and i use air quotes because you know who really knows um we've always seen in these sort of group challenges especially you know like the the herstory challenge is sometimes when the parts are written there are some that are just written stronger than others and Mm -hmm. so i think trini's saying is like you know we're gonna lose this to carol channing you know it's like sometimes the parts are just written better 
But I will yep. say, you know, this, I felt that these performances and as far as like, like lyrically and like the, the performances, they were all pretty on the same level. I mean, I, I would brought, agree. Like, as far as like how they were written, like they were all given the same sort of like level of material, but then depending on, you know, the costumes they brought or the choreography they brought or the mm-hmm. energy that the queen brought to it, that's what elevated it. But I feel like as far as like the writing and like the character choices, they were all pretty much on the same bar to start with. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, there, there are a couple of people who really got screwed over, but when we get to that part, we'll definitely discuss those. But right now it's time to learn the choreo with Jamal Sims. Ready for those high standards. Jamal says that this is a challenge that is about embodying the essence of these icons. Who's up first? It's Ginger Minj. Jamal doesn't think of a signature move for Fergie, but an attitude. Ginger thinks Jamal Sims is so handsome and his voice is so sweet and makes her feel like the most delicate dancer in the world. Basically, he's a magician. Ginger is asked to give a smoky face and where she starts is where everyone else will meet or go above. So she has to be at the best level at all times. Okay, I thought we were going to have a better moment for Ginger. I didn't expect um, Jamal to basically be like, I don't know what to do with you. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, Ginger, like, you know, I think that's, you know, that's the one thing about, you know, is like, even if the queen has no idea what's going on, don't let it show in your face. Ginger looked right. terrified. And, yeah. but the thing is like, yeah, like you said, it's like Jamal basically looked at her. It's like, yeah, like Fergie doesn't really have a signature move. She's, she's just a vibe. Like what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Exactly. Especially to someone who's not an actual dancer. So yeah, exactly. Like I say I sabotage like- right there. Yeah, like I could I could understand if, you know, he gave the same sort of advice to Trinity and been like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Beyonce is just like a vibe, like she's a bad bitch, whatever. Like that would make a bit more sense. Right. Um, But Ginger had no idea what to do with that. It's true. Up next is Akira as Prince. She has no dancing skills. She's going to get it, but no shablams for her. It's all about the booty. Um, just rock it because Prince had a cool to him. And again, we're getting a pretty good edit here for Akira. I'm thinking things are going to go well for her, but we'll find out later. Jan is up as Lady Gaga and Jamal is giving her the moves. And we all know, and she's emulating him. Um, I'm sure you know most of the choreo from all the Lady Gaga um, videos. You probably do the dances in your room. I was gonna say I was like being that I perform a lot of Gaga I feel like people know Gaga's moves because every music video has its own set choreography so that's something that you know it's like if you're gonna do Gaga you have to have in your back pocket I'm sure Jan probably knew this choreography before Jamal even said it exactly Uh, like the one thing that um again looking at my notes um that you know, I thought was a very interesting advice to give to Jan. And I was kind of questioning a bit um, if she could do it was when they were like, oh, you know, Gaga is just about being like being a little nuts. Um, And, you know, just like that kind of crazy. And I feel like that's what the judges wanted to see from Jan because Mm -hmm. Jan is very self-aware of what she brings and her skills and she's very polished. But I think they wanted to see her let loose a little Absolutely. I think that's what, you know, doing 
Gaga was like was kind of like her route to do so because they got to kind of see her be a little more loose with it and not so robotic. I don't know if robotic yeah. is the right word, but you know, it's like how Jan is very much like it's all about presentation and being like totally Absolutely. perfect. Her Gaga was perfect because it was slightly unhinged. And I think that's what the judges wanted to see from her. Absolutely. And I think that's that's the redemption she wanted. So she got it. So she brought the funky. Next, we're going to have someone who um, is a funky person, but Yada as Shakira. Um, we get a plug for Piranha in Vegas, where Yada does Shakira in her act on Tuesdays and Sundays. That's Piranha in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I didn't get to go when I went to Vegas, but I want to go next time. Yara has always loved Shakira. She didn't want to do Shakira when she started drag because that is how big of a fan she is. She didn't want to disappoint herself. Jamal gives Yara some choreo, and then Yara tells Jamal, but Shakira would do this. And this was the trend of this moment. Jamal is like, not every time is going to be like actual Shakira. And whose choreography are we doing, as Roger says? Jamal tells Yara to connect while keeping the character. This was the moment where I was like, there's the bad news for Yara. Um, is what we were watching perhaps a language barrier issue? I don't think so. I mean, I know that that was a, that was something that came up in Yara's original season and her mm -hmm. first stint on all stars um and i think i know i felt a certain type of way about her talking back to jamal because i'm like this isn't your choreography like this isn't right. your moment to decide what shakira and what's not like you're being told you're gonna do this and like you know sure maybe if you want to like do it a bit differently in the moment because that's what you're feeling do that but don't tell the person who is your superior who is your choreographer Mm -hmm. that oh no Shakira would do, like that's not your place like stay in yeah. your lane do what you're told and then you know if in the moment you're feeling something different just do that yeah you know I was like I don't think it was a language barrier thing I think it was just her being like you know like uh you know like you know she knows everything about Shakira and you know so th th that would have been like you know if Jen was like oh well I don't think Gaga would have like done that or like she'd be like oh like I don't think Beyonce would have done that because they're both like, very big fans of the divas that they're portraying sure. but it's not your place to be like oh well let's change the choreography like there is a choreographer do as you're told right trinity is doing beyonce because someone had to do her she remembers losing her voice screaming at this half time show and jamal gives trinity some choreo um she's nailing it it is beyonce as eureka says should the rest of us just go home Jan knows that she is the person who could potentially beat her in this challenge. I want to um, just make a note of something, okay? So, obviously, we can't see all 10 um, do our, the choreography in this section because we only have an hour-long show. You saw Ginger. You saw Kyria. You saw Jan. You saw Yada. You saw Trinity. Five out of six of the people who are in the tops and bottoms. We'll get to the sixth person in a little bit because I still do not agree with it. Um, but just from an edit perspective, very fascinating. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I was like, you could tell, it was like they, they really showed the polar opposites. Like they showed the ones that were doing really well. 
they showed the ones that weren't doing so well. And, you know, so you kind of knew it was like, okay, there's two things that can happen. Either the people that are doing really well are going to eat it and kill it, um, or they're going to choke, or the people that aren't doing so well are going to surprise us, or they're going to do poorly. So yeah. I guess technically that's four things could happen. But like, really, there's two different directions that the edit can go in. Exactly. This was definitely a setup for the viewers to have rationale for the decisions that the judges make. Because I really, this is the episode where I'm really questioning a lot of things that happen. So just wanted to point that out. It is elimination day and Eureka is once again back with an obnoxious tracksuit. Um, but she's been practicing all night. She's good. Kylie had her breakfast, but no coffee because she don't drink coffee. But if she did, she would have had it because they're getting ready for the halftime show. And she's going to be a drag king. Will this break barriers and will we get a drag king on Drag Race someday? Maybe. And that's a really <laughs> yeah. hard maybe. Yeah. We, the answer should be absolutely, but no, no. With RuPaul, it's a maybe. I was going to say, yeah, the answer should be absolutely. That's what I want to say. But, you know, it's like we, we saw how long it uh, took for us to get trans representation on the show. So I'm not holding my breath for a drag king, unfortunately. Exactly. Well, Scarlett says Miss Katy Perry doesn't normally do her makeup, but today she does. Yada tells us that Shakira does her makeup. In a very genuine moment, Yara then asks Pandora if she thinks if Carol Channing does her own makeup and Pandora, deadpan, says, well, she's dead, so no. I screamed. This was so funny. That, again, that's one of those moments where it's like, it's like, Yara. Let's 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 think for a moment. Like, but I, you know, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like like she just she just didn't know that she was dead. Like exactly. But it was just the way she asked it so genuinely, like actually asking the question. And Pandora's like, like Pandora involved, right? And Pandora's like, "Are you dumb?" Well, yeah, it was so funny. I thought this was brilliant. Well. Trinity has to be the Beyonce. It's a big production with a lot of parts and you only have one minute to do good. She's just shaken by the timer straight to get it right. Like Beyonce rehearses for months and Roger reminds her that she is no, not Beyonce. Whoop! She's then called Elton John and she's gone from Sammy Davis Jr. to Elton John. She just wants to even be called Jamie Foxx. No, ma'am. But what she will not be called is trade by Akira. Um, she don't give a damn how much pubic hair she puts on her face. She ain't trade. What is trade? What, what is the official definition in your eyes? Are you trade? I mean, I've been called it and I'm like, ma'am, where? Because I guess in my mind, it's like someone like attractive, but then more um, conventionally masculine. And I say okay. conventionally because like, gender roles are crockish sure um i i feel like but also i feel like it depends on like what season you look at because like on season 10 everyone was um no uh yeah season 10 everyone was like oh like Karen michaels trade this season because you know he's built like the incredible hulk um and then jan on season 12 was like am i the trade of the season like (laughs) yeah sure jan maybe you had eyebrows um <laughs> so like, i guess it really just depends on like the personal definition because like cameron michaels yeah. versus jan being the trade i'm like you're comparing the incredible hulk to like a boy scout 
exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have the beard. So you, you, based on certain people, you are trade. So yeah, I, I, I can, in fact, grow facial hair. So I guess <laughs> if, that's, uh, if that's one of the requirements, then sure. There you go. Trinity didn't build friendships in season six, but this time around, she's going to make friends for when the going gets rough. They'll need each other's back. Ginger is trying to take Michelle's critiques from last week with her makeup, and Jen gives her a pointer to brighten up her forehead. Akira fears a dancing challenge because of what she sees in her head is not what her hands are doing. In the wise words of Utica, as we watch her wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top. Akira was in the bottom last week, and she is not trying to be in the bottom this week. The girls ribbed Jan, who said she wasn't in the bottom, but she totally was. And it's going to be the recurring thing that Jan is going to get reminded she's a bottom. Yep. Let's move over to the runway and talk about that look that the Supreme RuPaul is wearing. Um, Stunning, stunning lavender dress showing leg and that boss bitch hair. I thought this was an excellent look for RuPaul. Michelle, who... Yeah, Michelle, who didn't play sports in high school but fucked a lot of guys under the bleachers, um, is joined by Carson, who is not a wide receiver or a tight end, and Jamal Sims, who has a backfield that is always in motion. Um, were you like, Michelle, uh, did you fuck a lot of guys under the bleachers? Uh, no, did not. Um, okay. okay. I... I just I just need to read up uh, these these section of notes um, because again I also thought that RuPaul looked fantastic um, mm-hmm. and I wrote uh, RuPaul giving us in all caps uh, legs wig and train in that order mm-hmm. um, I I love like when RuPaul like shows his legs and I'm just like oh like who did he rent those from like what <laughs> like, where did they come yeah. from uh, I felt like he finally like he switched up the wig silhouette instead of it just being you know some big like teased like little bubble. Um, but RuPaul looked fantastic. Michelle was wearing green, which no one commented on. Um, Correct. Because she has notoriously said that is her least favorite color. Yep. Um, the sport jokes, Jesus Christ. Um, well, I mean, are, are, are you a wide receiver or a tight end? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I, the fact that they're trying to make that connection between like sports and make a sex joke, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, what? Like, who is writing this shit? Because I just want to know what was going through their head. Were they high? Because, like, you know, it's like these dad jokes are just like, I'm like, sure, like you laugh at them and then like you think about it for a second and you're like, who is making these connections? Like, who is like who who wrote this down and fed it to them through an earpiece? And like, this is comedy gold. Because somebody somewhere thought that they were inventing comedy yeah i mean it's not like we've ever heard anyone um who may be a homosexual refer to a tight end or um, a wide receiver as a bottom never we've never heard that right i mean listen i'm not saying <laughs> that i'm just saying like someone really thought that that was comedy gold it's true and it's because most most of those writers probably have limited capacity of what sports is so this is their best way of um portraying it wow this is two episodes in a row i'm talking about sports because i just talked about sports for drag race espana yep wow we're really trying to bring the mask for mask to this show um yeah (laughs) yeah really really funny i the writing on this show it's campy it's stupid but i understand it's it's dumb it's really dumb yeah that's the thing it's like as long as you admit that it's campy and stupid like that's what makes it funny 
But like, if exactly. someone actually looks at this and they're like, this is top tier humor, then I'm like, okay, you really need to unpack your thought process here. Because if you understand that it's dumb, that's what makes it good. But if you really exactly. think of this like God tier of humor, I'm like, I have questions. These choices. Yep. All right. We're here for the halftime show because it's literally probably the halftime of the episode. Yep. As we go through the acts, we will toot and boot the looks. But in honor, we are going to play touchdown or fumble. Come on, sports ball. Let's get going. We open the show with Michelle doing the voiceover because she is the queen of the voiceovers at World of Wonder. Um, she welcomes us to the Hall of Fame halftime show, which is sponsored by Brew Cola Products. If you stay chunky, you ain't got to get chunky. And RuPaul's Peanut Butter. Cute. Funny. Um, I don't know how, Ads, like... Commercials. They had to do it. Yeah. I don't Does Latrice just not have rights to her own material at this point? Probably not. But, like, my question was, is like, I thought the peanut butter one was really good. What does the the cola have to do with being chunky that i don't know i understand why they did cola because the halftime show's been sponsored by pepsi recently yeah so this was their tie-in i yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i totally agree there was no like i understood the rue cola and like the super bowl that made sense but i was like what is the what is the connection and i understood the chunky reference but what was the chunky and the cola? what did those have to do with each other nothing absolutely nothing you're right. You're right. All right. Let's get to it. We're starting off with Ginger as Fergie. She will be performing Geronimo, one of my favorite RuPaul songs. Um, I think she brought an attitude for sure, but Fergie is hard to do. Um, I think Geronimo was transformed into a really good 2000s pop song in the style of Fergie, a.k.a. generic. It was a generic song. Like you were saying earlier, some girls get the gold, some girls get the crap. This was the crap material. Not Ginger's fault. She did as best she could, but she had nothing to work with. My biggest issue isn't necessarily the outfit she wore. Fergie's a blonde. That was a brown brunette wig. Yep. That like that's what, what I was like. I was like, I feel like she had. I thought the material was okay. I thought, you know, I think that, you know, when she was like, when she was told, like, oh, Fergie's just a vibe. And she was like, what the hell does that mean? Um, But no, I think, and that's like, that was like my biggest thing is like, not only are they doing iconic divas, they're doing iconic divas for their halftime performances, which is like, you know, which is huge. And if you're going to do a character illusion or a celebrity illusion, you have to make sure that every detail is right. Yeah. Why the hell was she a brunette? I agree. Um, now, are you a fan of conspiracy theories? Absolutely. May I give you a conspiracy theory? Please. I'm all ears. As we may have heard via the rumor mill, Ginger was a replacement for this cast. Mm-hmm. She was a replacement for Adore Delano. Adore doing Fergie makes sense. Yeah. She gets slotted to be Fergie because Adore dropped. Possibly. But then my question is, is then who would Ginger have been if she was an alternate? Like what was her, who was like, who would have Ginger been if not Fergie? 
that's that that's a harder question i'd have to like really go through the the lineups of who's ever performed at the halftime show um but yeah i i, I think this was just a this was the weirdest selection for me because it didn't there was no cohesion um and yeah, again with the wig, no- perhaps she didn't have time to get a blonde wig and this is the best she had in her wardrobe um because sure. that, that's not the hair um stacy ferguson wears i'm sorry if you're gonna do her wig put a fucking uh uh ponytail on see and that and that's the other thing too is like i wonder if like yeah either she didn't have time to get the wig or maybe this wig was for whatever other diva she was going to sure do um because you know it's just you know it's a brunette wig with a dark root and like a big teased split like it could have been something she already had mm-hmm. or it could have been that she was preparing a different diva and then they had to slide her in for Fergie. Right. So that that's just the conspiracy I want to throw out there. Again, I can't confirm or deny any of this. I love Ginger Minj, and that's why I would love to try to defend her at every possible chance I get because I had her as a potential winner this season. She's not giving me that at all right now. Um, and, and it just sucks that there's yet another bottom performance from her and mm-hmm. I love her, but for me, this is a fumble. It didn't work. Yeah. I mean, I think the performance was a fumble. The hair was a fumble. I think the outfit was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I think that especially like, you know, Ginger being a, a big girl playing, you know, Fergie, who's, you know, a, a literal string bean. I think that she was able to do the costume really well, but I think the overall yeah. was a fumble. I agree. Audience was 29% touchdown, 71% fumble. All right. Eureka as Madonna. Song, Dance With You. Oh, wow. This sounded like Madonna, um, but that is the only positive thing I will say about this act. Um, Eureka had the right costume, um, and that's all. She did not make herself feel like Madonna. Nothing about her performance reminded me of Madonna. Um, The makeup was not Madonna aside from the teeth. For me, overall, it felt like a safe performance. So when we get to her placement, I'm very angry and very confused. Maybe you can enlighten me here. I mean, I feel like you said everything I was going to say. Like, outfit, fantastic. Tooth gap, immediately noticed it. Um, But the choreography, even the choreography felt very Eureka. You know, it felt like, you know, we've, we've heard this read before, but it felt very much like, eureka doing madonna not madonna you know like it felt it just you know she just like she was like oh shit like you know i felt like everyone else sort of changed up their makeup you know they you know changed their shape or their uh, whatever their eye eureka was just like i'm gonna do my same makeup with a big blonde wig a gold headpiece and a tooth gap and call it madonna yeah, I mean, I really do wonder if decisions were made because the show loves Eureka for whatever reason. They forced her down our throat for um, season 10. They're forcing her down our throats right now. Um, we obviously know Michelle loves Madonna. Is that why she got the placement that she did? I don't, I really don't know. Um, but I, there, for me, I don't remember a single thing besides the actual song. So I will give this a fumble. For me, it didn't work. Yeah, again, like, same thing I said is, like, you know, there were pieces that were good and there were pieces that were bad, but I think overall, giving the illusion of Madonna, it's a fumble. 
Yeah. Um, audience, 53% touchdown, 47% fumble, very much in the middle on Eureka. Next up is Raja as Diana Ross doing the beginning. I immediately got Diana Ross from the look and the performance. Raja looked excellent with the exception of not necessarily fully shaving those pits girl you know you're going to be lifting those arms as diana ross so we're going to see what's under there but the hair was quintessential diana ross the song was really good motown i thought raja did a great job and we all know i hate raja o'hara yeah i mean like i agree it was like you know the hair the costuming and again it was like she changed up her makeup a bit like the shape was a bit you know the shapes were a bit different and, you know, she gave us the boss, Diana Ross. Yeah, I'll give it a touchdown. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I give it a touchdown. A very safe touchdown, but a touchdown. Audience audience was a little uh, more uh, on her side. 82% touchdown, 18% fumble. Next up is Yara as Shakira doing Cover Girl. While this was an excellent version of Shakira doing CoverGirl, I would actually like to hear the actual Shakira perform CoverGirl because that was that would be cool. Yara nailed the performance from the neck down. There was no emotion in her face. Um, she was so stuck in nailing the performance, she forgot the rest. I do love the fan choreo that she was given. The look was spot on. Shakira, the hair was magnificent. So it's hard for me, like based on what the other things I said, like, are we basing it more on the look or are we basing it more on the performance? The look was there. The performance was meh. So like I, as me calling out the judges for being hypocritical, I'm kind of going to be hypocritical and say, this is a touchdown for me because it did work. This is not the reason why she's in the bottom. We'll get to that later. Yeah. I mean, I think that they both play equal parts because you know, it's like, you can think about it either way. It's like if the, the look is immaculate and the performance is trash, like it still should bring it down. And even if she gave, you know, stunning choreography and looked nothing like Shakira, that also shouldn't, you know, that also one shouldn't excuse the other. The one thing that like bothered me though, was that the whole outfit was red and then the bra straps and everything were black. And I was I don't remember exactly what Shakira wore for the halftime show. She may have actually done that, which is a definitely a Shakira thing. Um, but again, that goes into what we were discussing before with the choreo. How Shakira and accurate are you going to get? And how much are you going to make sure your drag is looking good? Yeah. So like, if that was like, that was just for me, that was the first thing I noticed. Cause like the black was very jarring against the red and like whatever. But if that was what the costume looked like, then like, sure. If that was a costume choice, again, I don't exactly remember. Right. But to me, it felt underwhelming. I think that's the best way sure. to put it. Is like, you know, the, you know, the hips were there, the costuming was there, the fans are really cool, but I forget what exactly, what did I write? Um, it felt like there was something missing. I'm not sure what that yeah. something was, but it felt. It was the emotion. She had no emotional, con- she wasn't there. She was not, she was yeah, moving I was gonna say, she, Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it felt very much like she was just there. She was bopping her way through yeah. it. And she did the bare minimum. I think yeah. that's the best and like, there, there definitely were moments where I don't think she was actually moving her mouth. Yeah. And she was just more concerned about moving her hips. Exactly. I'll give it a touchdown, but it's a very, very, very safe hypocritical touchdown. I know. I, I think I was like, I give it a fumble. I was like, if you're going to do All Shakira, right. I mean, like, you know, 
again, it was like, I don't think the outfit should outweigh the performance. Like I said, yes, something was missing. And it just felt very much like she was just going through the paces. Like, if you say you're yep. such a big fan of Shakira as you are, like, you better make sure you fucking bring it. And she didn't. Mm-hmm. Audience was 60% touchdown, 40% fumble. So very much in the middle as well. Next up is Scarlett as Katy Perry doing Sissy That Walk. Scarlett is being completely overlooked this season and it's actually making me very very angry and i will have my conspiracy on that one later Mm -hmm. i think she looks like Katy perry the costume reveal was so funny the song transformation was a choice but it felt like a Katy perry song generic pop um again not the easiest material to do Having the gimmick, whether that was her decision to have the uh, left shark costume into this very iconic look, was hers or not, she sold it. She sold exactly what she was asked to do. She gave you Katy Perry. Yeah, I could not agree more. I love Scarlett, and I immediately was hard doing her makeup. I was like, she completely changed her face to like a like just yeah big. She looked like a doll, and I feel like this era of Katy Perry was you know, very much like bubblegum pop. And, you know, it was all like, she gave Katy Perry illusion, like 110%. I wrote that um, this is dumb, but in the best way possible, like, you know, it was goofy. And that was very much, you know, the illusion Mm -hmm. that she's trying to give with this era of Katy Perry. I said, she looked like she's having the time of her life. And I feel like this coming right off of um, Yada doing Shakira, I felt like that's where I was like, I was like, oh, that's what Yara was missing. She was missing the energy. Mm-hmm. She was missing the fun mm-hmm. because yep. Scarlett was bopping around having the time of her life as Katy Perry. And yep. Yara was kind of just like shaking her hips and going through the motions. I agree. I think this was excellent. I will give it a touchdown. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I was like a very strong touchdown. Could not agree more. Audience was 83% touchdown, 17% fumble. That 17% can kiss my ass. Wrong. <laughs> Next up, Kylie as Steven Tyler doing If I Dream. As a self-proclaimed Aerosmith superfan, this brought me so much joy. Whoever picked If I Dream because, you know, of the Aerosmith song Dream On gets a gold star because that scream was perfect. Um, get Give this person a pay raise. Give them a guest judge spot next season. They are the winner of the season for me. But Kylie nailed Steven Tyler except for one thing. The only thing missing was the facial hair and a bit of aging because Steven Tyler looks like he's your aging drunk aunt who's been left out in the sun for too long. Um, it, she needed to age herself a lot more and maybe this performance from Steven Tyler when Aerosmith was on that big Super Time halftime show, do you remember which Super Bowl it was or who else was there? No, not in the slightest. That... Okay, so it's, it's my, one of my favorite Super Bowl halftime shows. So Steven Tyler may not have had facial hair at that point, but it was Aerosmith, NSYNC, Beyonce, Nelly, and Mary J. Blige. That was the halftime show. Honestly, it was like, what, what a conglomerate. And actually, I want to I look it up because I'm curious, like you said, if he had facial hair at that time. Because I was, because again, it was like, like I've said, if you're giving character illusion you need to make sure that you get every single detail the hair has to be the right color everything yeah it doesn't 
I'm like looking at pictures. It doesn't look like he had facial hair at the okay. time. So that's fine. Um, but again, like in, in the world of drag king, I know that's something important is to make sure the facial hair really helps the illusion of a drag king. Um, but oh, yeah. that, that aside, I think Kylie did exceptional. Oh, yeah. I was like, I said the costuming and the details and like when they got all those yeah. close shots of like the pants and everything and like the bandanas hanging off the microphone, like mm-hmm. everything was on point. But again, I think this sort of comes back to, you know, the the writing and like the performance is like, was Steven Tyler the best choice to make? Because like, how can Steven Tyler really stack up to these other like big personalities? Because like, yeah, there's a lot sure. that you can do with it. But I don't think you could go as big as like you can with like Gaga or Katy Perry sure, absolutely. or, you know, someone else. Like, yeah, like it was a fantastic Steven Tyler. But can you, how can you elevate Steven Tyler to compete right. with these other bigger personalities? Exactly. The, the kookiness of Steven Tyler would have been an excellent Snatch Game character. This performance was excellent as a character illusion, but compared to the rest of the cast, it was safe. It was very safe. Yeah, it felt very safe. And that's exactly what I wrote. This feels very safe. I will still give it a touchdown because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I still give it a touchdown because looking at it by itself was a touchdown. But comparatively to everyone else, I still don't think it would have been a fumble, but I just don't think it really stacked up to everyone else. So it was very Exactly. Um, Audience was 87% touchdown, 13% fumble. All right, Jan as Lady Gaga doing a little bit of love. Whoever was singing this deserves a Grammy for their spot on uh, Gaga impersonation. That was excellent. Jan pushed it to the extreme. It paid off so well. She nailed the choreography and the mannerisms, and it was instantly iconic. This is the best performance Jan has ever given on Drag Race. Yeah, um, my notes in this order, I said the tiny piano sent me. Um, I It gave me very much... Gaga, it was you know it was and with the leg up, very iconic Gaga. Yep. Um, it also gave me like very much um the Peanuts Christmas special with like, the tiny piano. Um, so yep. I love that. Um, I said Jan hit, you know, all the little weird shit that Gaga does. She hit all the little nuances. She did all the the weird stuff that she was instructed to do, and you know she was in it a hundred and ten percent. Yep. Um, absolute touchdown for me. Yep, absolutely touchdown. Audience, 87% touchdown, 13% fumble. Again, that 13%, are we watching the same show? I think it's people who may not like her. So I can't, I, I don't know. I'm not going to make a conspiracy theory there, but that's usually what happens with like some of these votes. Yeah, All right. you're right. I mean... <laughs> Biasy. All right, Akira as uh, Prince doing I Bring the Beat. I don't remember that song. I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard that song before, but this was one of those moments where Prince was alive, but Akira infused herself into the performance. And then the question is, what was the goal and brief supposed to be? Because I think she got the energy right, but without the phallic guitar, it wasn't quite Prince for me. And again, the look was great, but I think that the feminine touches with the heels and the exposed ass took it out of what this challenge was supposed to be if we're doing character illusion that's where she failed 
Yeah, I, and I wrote exactly this. I put, why does this feel like the Party City version of Prince? Like the costume looked really cheap. Um, why wasn't it purple? Or, you know, a more... Um, that was I my mean, inclination too. And I did the research. This is what Prince wore for the halftime show. So that was going to be my next thing is I think that it was, you know, more so what he wore for um, for the performance. But again, it looked like that, like that, like stretchy sequin fabric, like mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't look right. Like it looked cheap. It looked like the Party City version of Prince. Yeah. Um, yep. And you no, know, so like, okay, yeah. So like now I'm looking at it, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what he wore. But, you know, there was no, like, they didn't have the iconic guitar, like, the, you know, the, she said she was going to do facial hair. Like, ma'am, where's the facial hair? They were, and then again, that is the thing. Prince didn't really have that much facial hair in this performance. Because that was my big note. I was like, she did what she was asked to do, except for the butt. And that's where I'm not sure what they wanted the challenge to be, because that is the reason why compared to everybody else, she looked terrible because she gave you drag as opposed to an impersonation. Yeah. But again, I think, you know, like everyone else was very much, it was character illusion. And, and, you know, I think like she put her own spin on it, which I guess, you know, in other instances would be fine. But I think in this instance, then it took it out of Prince and into Akira doing Prince. Right. Like if this was your Prince runway for a night of a thousand princes, oh my God, this is an sure. excellent look. Yeah. Maybe not for this challenge. And for Absolutely. that, I will give it a fumble. I give it a fumble. I was like, I'm not here for uh, the four way stretch fabric. <laughs> the audience, 59% touchdown, 41% fumble. Next, we got Pandora as Carol Channing. Song, click, clack, make that money. I thought this was hilarious. Pandora made it her own and still brought Carol Channing the house down boots. Performance was hilarious. The choreography was excellent and cute. I love Gail Broadway doing some tap dance, watching those dancers do tap dance and like fucking speedos. That was funny. That was really good. I, I really thought this was great. I, same thing I said with Scarlett. This is so dumb. She's having a time of her life and I love it. I was a little concerned about her doing... Um, you know, it was like, you know, like she, even she said, she's like, this is what I'm known for. And I was like, okay, like we love a branded queen, but like, you know, when is this going to get old? Um, but sure. I think this performance was so dumb. It was so camp. And like you said, it was like men tap dancing in speedos. Like what it, it was like left shark stupid, but I yeah. thought it was fantastic. Exactly. I'll give it a touchdown. I also give it a touchdown. Audience, 84% touchdown, 16% fumble. And finally, Trinity K. Bonet as Beyonce doing Bring Back My Girls. This was the performance. Bianca Del Rio, eat your words. Trinity is Queen B. Trinity not only nailed the choreography, but she also did it with a microphone in her hand. I think this is one of the strongest performances in the show history. And the look was perfection. This is, this is the highlight of Trinity's Drag Race career so far. Yeah, so I said that from the start when she had the microphone and they, they hit that light from the back and she was silhouetted, I was like, from that moment, Trinity was in it and she was in it from start to finish. 
She got yeah. all the nuances. She got, she hit every beat. She hit the choreography. The look was fantastic. Like whoever did that hair, kudos to you because that, you know, the Beyonce blonde where it's, you know, mm-hmm. the, the brown into the blonde and like the pieces, I'm like, did somebody sneak into Beyonce's house and steal one of her wigs from her personal collection? I need to know. Yeah. But Trinity from start to finish ate it. And it was in this moment that was like, I knew it was like the top two is going to be between her and Jen. Yeah. I've never used this meme before, but this performance can live rent free in my mind. Oh my God. The fact that like, that's part of like my regular <laughs> vocabulary and that you've never <laughs> even spoken those words. Never said it before. <laughs> I'm it also old and you're young and, and, and with it, but I, this was so good. This is excellent. I have to give it a touchdown. Absolutely a touchdown without a question. Her runway, a different story, but we'll get there. Correct. Well, the audience, 99% touchdown, 1% fumble. I called out the person who did, it was one singular person. I was like, what the fuck did you do? And they did not respond because I think they realized they fucked up, but this should have been 100%. This, oh. I think this was an excellent challenge. I think it's going to go down in history. I wish the only thing it was like history of the world where there was more interaction between the Queens, because that's really what showed their performances and set them apart in that particular challenge. Mm-hmm. But what we did learn is Serena Silky did not reveal who they would have played. Jiggly did. She revealed on Instagram that had she been in the challenge, she would have taken on Janet Jackson. I was I was surprised that no one did Janet. So my guess is if Serena was in it, she probably would have been J Lo. That makes sense. Silky, no fucking idea. I could not tell you who the hell Silky was going to be. Maybe it was Mary J Blige. I don't know. I that's the one I have no idea who she would have done. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's like the same thing, you know, with. You know, it was like, of course, Jen doing Gaga makes sense. Of course, you know, Raja doing uh, Diana Ross makes sense as far as like, you know, proportions and like whatever. Like, and, you know, again, like Silky's, you know, a big girl of color that really doesn't line up with any of the Super Bowl performance that we've seen. So it really would have been, you know, an illusion as far as the, you know, she would have just been having to give the vibe or the look because right. her you know, her proportions or her, um, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like, you know, she doesn't match, you know, the divas, like, you know, how Jan can pull off Gaga and how, you know, but it would have been more so like Eureka doing like a plus-sized Madonna. Exactly. So if anyone is able to find out what Serena and Silky would have done, please let me know because I'm very curious and I think that would it's going to be really cool to find out. Um, Somewhere on Reddit, I'm sure. Exactly, I'm sure they know. Let's do the runway. Category is the frill of it all. And in honor and keeping with the music theme, we are going to play Thriller or Cheap Frills. All right, I support this. Ginger Minge, hair by Wigs and Grace, jewels by Rocks by Cox, look by Tony Inez, 
she's going for the classic look. I love this vintage aesthetic. Um, while she is a big girl, the gown really makes her so feminine and is proportioned well. Purple is a stunning color on her and it pairs well with the ginger hair, which is styled to perfection. The parasol was needed to, for the touch of um, the storytelling. The bonnet captured it. It's not gone with the wind, but an elegant day at Disney World. So my, I, first let me say, I love the look. The only thing that bothered me a bit, and it may have just been like the stage lighting or what have you, it felt all very one tone. I wish there was more dimension yes. to the fabric because, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I know that there are, you know, fabrics that have more dimension or more sheen to them. I wish the look was more dimensional because yeah. the fabric felt very flat. That was yeah. really my only critique. That's fair. That, that makes sense. Carson wasn't crazy for her Fergie, but it was a good effort. He thinks the runway is gorgeous. Jamal says that Fergie doesn't have a signature, but she gave her something and she's a professional. Michelle loves that she has humor and said the costume looked fantastic, but it was still, eh. She says her makeup is perfect. I like this look. I think it's probably the best thing she's worn this season. I'll give it a thriller. I give it a thriller. Yeah. I don't think the fabric choice is enough to, to act yeah. it. The audience was 75% thriller, 25% cheap frills. Um, what will not get thriller and will definitely be a cheap frills is, did you see the little stuffed animal that she put out wearing this costume that you can purchase? No, but I'm looking it up now. It's fucking terrifying. Um, I the I, no, eyes no. are huge. I don't like it. It's weird. Like, I don't want it. No, no, please. <laughs> I see I see where she was going with this. Listen, after uh, Joe Black and Ginny Lemon put out their little um, like emoji-looking stuffed animals, I was like, those are the th- things you buy. This is not it. You gotta go more cartoonish, but just a side yeah. note. Giving you a plug, Ginger. All right, next is Eureka. Look by Kip Yanaga, hair by Integration, jewels by Rocks by Cox, nails by Nails by Glamazon. I just don't understand how these people are so enamored with Rika. This is Pepto-Abysmal. The color is washing her out, especially since she's going with the baby pink lips. The hat looks like a flimsy prize you win at a carnival. I do not call that a reveal because she took off a fucking coat. The ruffles on the legs make her look like she was riding a loofah. If you had issues with ruffles on Rosé and do not have problems here, well, you're just dumb. I can't support this look at all. I think this is a classic example of good idea, poor execution, um, because I love the idea of the like the ruffles on the chaps, but I don't think the chaps are cut right for, on her legs. I don't understand why she did this long, blonde, Aphrodite looking wig. The hat isn't even the same fabric that's anywhere nope. on the outfit. Like, I want to like it because I like the idea of it. And I like that she did something different than what everyone else did, you know, the same way, you know, how, you know, Janet Akira, you should do an unconventional take on frills and just do like a big princess gown. But overall, I just think that the execution was not there. Michelle lived for her hair and the costuming was done brilliantly. Jamal says she looked the part and her interaction with the dancers was connected to being on a different level. Carson loves the runway will look. I'm going to give it a cheap frills. I agree. Audience, 50% thriller, 50% cheap frills. We've now discussed her performance and we've discussed her runway. 
What am I missing? What put her in the top? I don't know. Like, I felt like her performance was very safe. I don't think... Is is this another situation of, oh, she's on HBO, so we have to keep her around? I don't understand this. I really don't get it. Yeah, it was like, I just... I'm not even going to try to make sense of it because I can't, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... I've been very vocal forever about Eureka. I, she's not my cup of tea. Um, and anyone who wants to come at me and be like, you don't like big girls. I love Ginger Min. So fuck yourselves. I just don't get Eureka O'Hara and I never will. And it's just really upsetting that something is this. I think this, this runway is going to be the downfall for someone. And we'll get to that later. And I'm very pissed off that it is, but We'll move on. Happier things. Raj O'Hara. No designers listed. Um, I think this blue and the combo with the purple hair is a stunning color combination for her. Her beat is soft. It is hella soft. Don't necessarily love the arms, but I get why they are present for this runway. But like in a pageant, just remove the the arms and you got an exceptional gown. I wish she had a necklace on because she felt very bare on top. But she's very elegant and this is just very safe. To me it felt more like a tool runway. Fair. Very fair. Uh, I I didn't get frills from it. Um, I didn't love the gloves. I feel like when she put her arms down, it gave a really like weird kind of silhouette. Yes. I agree. She needed a necklace. She needed something on her chest because there was so much, you know, there was a three-hour delay from her chin to <laughs> yeah. her side of the chest. Um, but it felt very much like the, like a tool runway. It didn't give me, you know, if, if her dress was made out of the same material that Eureka's chaps were made out of and had a bit more like mm-hmm. wave to it, instead of it just being like a straight tool, fantastic. It would have been, sure. you know, like a, big, a big frilly Cinderella, but it just didn't and I have a couple others that you know I'm gonna give this critique to that it didn't give me frills and I feel like that's usually my critique with the runways is like did you not understand the assignment um right so like I'm gonna give it uh cheap frills uh but there was okay. no frill on for me that's fair you almost you almost got me swayed I'm gonna give it thriller the audience will not agree with you they went 81 percent thriller 19 19 cheap frills I mean I don't think she looks bad. I just no, I no, I I agree what you're saying. I make totally makes sense. Uh, So I I I hear your point. Next up, Yada Sophia. Oh boy, look by La Whatever. Um, Oh wow, Um, she took frill and said hair question mark. The gown is wonderful on its own. The hair, you're either gonna love it or hate it. I'm on the latter part. It really looks like she just added chopsticks with stones on it to her blonde braids. Her mug is signature Yara, and the stones really punch the orange, but where where's the frills what what where are the frills i okay so i saw this on her instagram and i think this is what you were saying about uh there was a miscommunication i think she heard frills and thought fringe because this i think so too yeah and because if you look at the pictures of the gown up close basically from top to bottom it's orange glass beads and it's fringe the hair is Mm -hmm. fringe there is fringe on the bodice on the skirt whole thing so again beautiful look 
It does mm-hmm. not match the runway. It's giving me fringe, just like yep. how Rajas was giving me tool. It's it's gonna be a cheap frills for me. That's fair. It's a cheap frills for me as well. Michelle loved that she knew she was Shakira, but was missing her face. It did lie. Carson says she was disconnected from the song, but loves the look even if his eyes need a vacation. Jamal says the lip sync part was not pronounced enough, but yes, we both went cheap frills. The audience agrees. 37% thriller, 63% cheap frills. Scarlet Envy. Look by the ball gown boy, hair by hats by Carlos. Why are they sleeping on her? I love when a queen really takes the risk on All-Stars and Scarlett has been delivering. I love this dress. It's got that party girl edge with a hint of glamour and fashion to it. To do a gold lip and do it as flawlessly takes a lot of effort. The hat is wonderful. I will say the silver part looks great on the runway. In the workroom, not as beautiful. What am I missing here again? What? What? Why do they hate Scarlet Envy this season? I don't know. I'm wondering if she's going to get like an underdog edit or something. It was like, I've been a fan of Scarlet since her OG season. Um, but again, and I'm going to keep giving this critique. This gives me tool. This doesn't give me frills. Fair. That's fair. It's, and it's kind of like, it's the same thing that I said about Raja's. It's the way that the arms are cut and the way that the skirt is cut. And the skirt just looks like a bunch of petticoats on top of each other. It's giving me very tool. Like, I love I love it from the neck up. Like, the makeup, the hair. Like, the hat is giving me very frills because of the way that yeah. like, it's layered. But I think there needed to be some editing somewhere. Because, again, what is with these things on the arms? Take those off because it's giving mm-hmm. me a weird shape. And the dress looks like tool. Like, I'm not getting... That's fair. Okay. Because, okay. Uh, again a beautiful look i think scarlet like her her makeup this season has been impeccable and you know i saw this meme and it's like wow scarlet's coming back for all stars and she's finally is wearing makeup um because you know she's been really like playing with like colors and like graphic eyes and and everything but again she looks beautiful doesn't fit the runway for me i'm giving it a cheap frills all right that's fair i'm gonna give it thriller the audience was 89% thriller, 11% cheap frills. I guess maybe they don't know, and I don't know the full definition of thrill, but you're you're definitely giving me a reason to sway me over. So keep going. Yeah. Maybe you'll get me here. Because I think you're going to say the same exact thing about Kylie Sonique Love. Um, look by B. Kala. Um, yes, this is another moment from Kylie. I love the iridescent of the dress and the hints of color. Um, she brought it up to her hair. She's going to serve you feminine realness and it is a strong contrast from her performance in the Maxi Challenge. It is a safe look. It's not a winning look, but she continues to be a contender for the crown. So here's my thing with Kylie, because I wrote she looks like a sexy jellyfish. Hers is <laughs> giving me frills because of the way that the fabric is, like the way that it lays and the way that it moves, because it's not just like a tool. It's like, it's almost like a ruffle and there's a lot of like sure. that sort of like, because for me, a frill is like, it's like a, um, like a wavy trim. Okay. I guess it's like the easy way to like describe it. And I feel like she did in a way where it was like so exaggerated. Um, so like, you know, just like, it basically looked like she took whatever fabric was on Eureka's leg, blew it up 10 times, and then just <laughs> wrapped her entire body in it. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, I liked it. I'll give it a thriller, but again, very safe. Yeah, it's a very safe thriller for me too. Audience, 72% thriller, 28% cheap frills. Next up, we have Jan, hair by Chelsea Pierce, look by Florence Salee, hat by Candy Trip, gloves by Wing and Weft. I love this saloon girl aesthetic. The blonde hair works, but I think ginger hair would have been a little more dominating for this look. The color story is wonderful. This really could have felt like a costume shop rental, but she was able to elevate it with her power on the runway. I was a big fan of this look. Absolutely. I love, I live for this dark Jan that we're getting. Yeah. I agree that blonde hair was a choice. I think that black hair would have been really good too, but I think the reason why she went with blonde is because she had, it had to stick out yes. from the dark. And that's um, why I would with ginger. Yeah. Your color. But, even then, I, I, but again, I feel like a ginger still would have, the same thing they're saying, it wouldn't have given it like that's that fair, dark that's fair. head. I think that really she needed something to contrast that really dark hat. Um, The only thing that bothered me about this, I wish she wasn't wearing boots. I wish that there was more leg because Mm -hmm. I feel like the the black boots with like the maroon laces kind of got swallowed up by the, the frills and everything on the bottom of the costume. But that's like fair. that's just that, that's just me being like nitpicky. But like I love yeah. that she had like the garter and like the size of it and like the coloring and the way that she was able to like match like her makeup yeah. to the colors of the the costume. And I completely agree that, especially doing like a saloon girl, because that is something that like every bitch is for Halloween at some point in their <laughs> life. Um, she was able to do it in such a way that it was just like so dominating that i was yeah. like dark jan like she like she knew that she killed his performance so she was like all right time to kill it with the runway exactly we're, you know, like you said you're, we're gonna get to it but i think because she had a, not only a strong performance but a stellar runway that's why she won correct um yeah no i think with the shoe if i perhaps if she wore just like a black jazz shoe it could have helped give that balance from the uh, waist down but it could have then led into perhaps the costume of it all. But Michelle says she was phenomenal and she did everything that a Lady Gaga stand is going to want to see her do. She had it down to a T. Jamal says that she had a Jandetta and was committed. Carson said this was an unexpected look with the colors and details. I'll give it a thriller. I really, excellent episode for Jan. Yeah, I was like, absolutely give it a thriller. Like, like I said, only critique is like, even if she just wore like a little black pointed toe heel with like yeah. some like like fishnets or like thigh high like fishnets or stockings that would have like really done it for me because I'm like legs but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna boot it yeah over that's fair audience 86% thriller 14% cheap frills Pandora box hair by Billy Lamore uh look by G's for Godoy hair piece by Angina This is interesting. It's fulfilling the brief, but it is also so ugly and camp. The colors are like a little porcelain doll that's come to life off the shelf. But it also looks like Pandora is like a 50-year-old Shirley Temple revisiting her role as a 10-year-old. The soft blue pink work well with the white. Is this an undercover trans pride look? If it is, rock on. If not, cool. I'm so on the fence on this look. So, okay, here's my thing. I did not like it on the runway. Um, I was like, um, I wrote, 
Pandora understood the assignment, period. Yeah. And that was very much how I felt about it. Now that I'm seeing it, on, I saw it like the, the official picture on Instagram. Now I can see all the details and the bows. I still agree that she understood the assignment. Um, and I like my thing is like, I feel like that's been my thing with Pandora this whole time is that, you know, she's really like her runways are just very, I don't want to say pedestrian because not at all, but I feel like they're just, they just don't have that big over the top kind of excessiveness that you sort of expect from an all-star. Absolutely. Um, not to say that it's a bad look. I was like, I agree. It's like the little porcelain doll. I don't think the, the, the ponytail was a good look with this. I think no. Jan should have worn this ponytail with uh, her redemption runway. Like when they gave her that read that uh, the hair aged her because there was just yeah. so much of it. Um, I think, you know, if she did like, you know, a short little like curly bubble moment or something, I don't understand the, the ponytail with it. It feels like the face and the body are giving two completely different things. I just... I like it, but it's not enough for me. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I feel like I'm becoming the Pandora whisperer here. And I'm very much defending everything she does the past four episodes. Um, but I think there's this, this disconnect, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, where the older queens, not by age, but by season, haven't really been able to step it up the way that the newer queens had to do on their original season. When you talk about pedestrian drag, Pandora Box gave you literal off the rack pedestrian drag on her first season. That's but what that, she's used to. Right. Um, but again, if you look at people like Kylie who had a complete life transformation, that's a different story. But even with, with Yara and um, Pandora, they're still stuck in the old school drag race where all these other contestants had to go through the new school drag race and are used to these extravagant garments um again not necessarily an excuse to um say that this is an excellent look but she does need to step it up if she wants to be a contender because she's floating right now yeah like i said it was like she understood the assignment which isn't a bad thing but she just feels it's just very safe yeah you know it's like she uh, understood the assignment That's yeah it. i'll give it a thriller just because i guess i'm defending pandora every episode now but that's where i'm at I, I don't know I, like at first I didn't really it's right like in the middle it. right yeah yeah but I will say I think I give it a very safe thriller only because I see the frills I see it in the details but it's it's really on the fence for me like, yeah like the audience was basically on the fence as well 40% thriller 60% cheap frills so yeah <sighs> Trinity K. Bonet no designers listed um this is why she didn't win this week. This was something she was able to pull out from her closet so she could save money for other runways. This is pageant realness, and she has the walk down pat. I needed more from her for us to be blown away for Trinity um, to win. This is playing it safe. I do love the orange coral on her. The train has just a little bit of frill, but it needed to be amplified. Yeah, and you know, again, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. It there was not enough frill for me. I understand that, you know, this is something that she had. She's like, oh, this works perfect. Um, it looks like raw meat to me. It, <laughs> okay. Like, I, I love the color on her, but the way that it shines and the way that it reflects, it gives me very much uh, Kelly Mantle bacon tits. Um, ah! If you yeah, remember. No, I, I see that. 
Oh, 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 oh I remember it. Yeah. I was rewatching season six. And I was like, what a weird fucking season. Yeah. And like, again, it's not a bad look. She looks beautiful. Like, you know, she like her hair is whooped and beat. She has the big yeah. earrings. The neckline is high enough that she doesn't need a necklace. Like, you know, she has, you know, the bracelets with the dangles and the color looks fantastic, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not it looks like raw meat in certain lighting. But again, it doesn't fit the runway for me. Yeah. Like it, yes, it's very pageant. It gives me a little bit of frills, but same thing I said with Pandora, you need to elevate it. Like I, I need to like, if, cause if, you, if I didn't see this gown in, if I just saw this gown and you asked me like what, um, the theme was uh, what, yeah what the theme was or like what uh scenario was supposed to fit um i couldn't wait to be able to tell you i'd be like yes yeah. drag question mark yeah carson says she should consider changing her name to trinity slay because that beyonce performance was embodying it jamal says she had people screaming at the top of their lungs michelle says the gown is on the simpler side and the color is beautiful on her skin again it's a beautiful garment it's a thriller for me but this is why she didn't win the episode she was so close to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I, I because I gave Pandora a safe thriller, I'm going to also give it to Trinity because she looks gorgeous and she understood the assignment. But, you know, I I don't think, you know, they, they said the same thing to Kennedy in her season. It's like, so what you're telling us is you had this garment, you had to make it work for the runway. Exactly. It, it, it's giving me very much that vibe. I agree. Audience, 73% thriller, 27% cheap frills. Finally, last look on the runway is A Curious Davenport. Corset by Abraham Levy, back piece and headpiece by Joshua Napointe. This is a moment. It's three-in-one flower reveal. When she first brings the petals to peacock position, you get to see just how exquisite this garment is. And then when it becomes a train, it's just stellar. It's camp and it's fashion. I love the fascinator so much, and those colors are just breathtaking on her i absolutely agree like this is how you elevate your drag for an all-star season and the way that she like walked down and slowly started opening the petals and you know revealed the the corset and the boots and the fascinator on top i was like this is this is elevated drag and I don't know if you saw this, but I, I think it was um, Abraham Levy that said it. Um, Akira and Nicki Minaj actually have the same measurements everywhere except for the bust. Um, uh-huh. Akira has one less inch on her waist than Nicki Minaj does. Um, so I <laughs> Abraham, that why are you revealing that shit? I, th- I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I love this because, you know, I said this last time when we did the podcast, it's like, I always love seeing like, you know, who did what and like, you know, where they had to pull from. Um, yeah. And he even said that this look was um, something that he didn't even know was happening. He made the piece, uh, the, the corset yeah. uh, separately. Um, and I believe he made it even before uh, this is something that the Curious just had and she built the look yeah. around it. But I was like, this is how you do frills in an un- unexpected way. Just like how Eureka did with the chaps, just like how Jan did with the saloon girl. But I was like, this is giving me very much like Cardi B at the Met Gala, like very yeah. much like Alice in Wonderland. Like it's just completely. This was ex- it was excellent. It was so good. 
Jamal yeah. said she had a hard job, but it's understanding the nuances that needed to be to hone in on her hone on hone in on it stronger. Carson said the performance felt reined in and they wanted a drag version of Prince, but they got more restrained version. Michelle says the runway is simply breathtaking, calls it elevated drag. Rue says she looks like a superstar. This look for me, absolute 100% thriller. Could not agree more. I, I audience, have enough. Yeah, I was like, yeah. please, what does the audience say? 94% thriller, 6% cheap thrills. I mean, again, that 6% kiss my ass but also <laughs> they might just not like akira but it's like i do not have enough good things to say about this runway it's like i yeah. could go on forever i agree well based on the performances on the runway rue has decided raja scarlet kylie and pandora are all safe that leaves ginger eureka yara jan akira and trinity as the tops and bottoms of the week do you agree yeah i mean some of them were a bit questionable but I think as far as like the the tops are concerned, I mean, I don't agree with all of the decisions, but I feel like the people that should be in the top are in the top, the people that should be in the bottom are in the bottom. And so like, you I can- think Yuriko O'Hara deserves to be in the top? Oh, no, not at all. I said the people who should have been in the top were in the top, as far as like, you know, Jan was there. The top, wait, Trini- okay. Wait, tr- was Trini safe or was she in the top? She was in the top. Okay. Like I said, the people that sh- I don't think I don't think there was there were definitely people that shouldn't have been where they were, but I think everyone that should have been in the top and in the bottom were there. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, technically it was a three-three split because you have Ginger, um, Akira, and Yada as the bottom three, and then um, Eureka, Jan, and Trinity as the top three. I don't agree with Eureka being there. It should have been Scarlet. Or if no, you really, absolutely. or or you put or, or Pandora, I would have been fine with either of them. Yeah, um, I guess the point that I was trying I to just make don't was, get what they're doing with Eureka. It's just it, it, and we'll get to my point about Eureka in the next point. No, no, but like, yeah, so like, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, is like, I, I agree that Eureka should have been the top, but I think that having Jan and Trinity there, like, if they were safe, if either of them were safe, I would have been pissed. But I yeah. feel like them being there was well deserved. Eureka, I don't know why she was there. I think she could have been switched out with like, like you said, like Pandora or Scarlet. But the point I'm trying to make is Jan and Trinity deserve to be in the top and they were there. So that's- You're okay with that. So here is why I'm angry. I got a monologue ready. I am very nervous and worried that in a game of track records, as the girls keep saying, with Scarlet being robbed once again, if she ever sees the bottom without a high or win- she can easily be sent home, and that is utterly unfair. She should have been in the top this week, and Eureka should have been in the bottom. How she made it in the top again is beyond me. I'm tired of the show forcing her down my throat. She is annoying. I just absolutely cannot connect with her as a drag artist. But because they keep on talking about track records, Scarlet's fucked. She's one of the bottom queens right now. Watch her get eliminated yeah. because of her track record because RuPaul has fucked her over all season long. She should have been in the top at least twice. I, I'm so terrified. Like, now that you're saying it, I'm like, shit, you're totally right. Because, like, she's been coasting. Yeah. Like, like her and Pandora, I, I, they could easily go home right now. If you put her... 
in a bottom with like Jan. Jan's sane. Jan was in the bottom, but they were never a top or a winner. So they're gone. It's really, really unfortunate that they're playing this game. And you know what? You season 11 girls, you should have made your alliance because you could have gotten Jan out last week. I love strategy. And this is if any queen on all going on an all-star seven, let's talk strategy. I'll help you out. But I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. Like you're, you're right. But again, you know, it's because like, you know, I've made this point. It's like, you know, they are, they're, you know, they're talking about like the track record and everything. It's like, I don't think they're going to play the Alliance game. Not yet. Yeah. I, 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 I sure hope, um, this that scenario doesn't happen but if it ha- does happen oh boy i'm gonna be i that podcast will be a very angry episode <laughs> and like i like scarlet i'm not like the super stan of scarlet like she and i've met before i've seen her show i've reviewed her show um i'll be very upset to lose her because she is proving her worth on this season and we'll see we'll see yeah absolutely based on the judges critiques jan is the top all-star of the week and wins five that fifth $5,000 from main club. Trinity, Eureka, and Ginger are safe. Akiria and Yara are the bottom two all-stars of the week. And I think we kind of agree with that. Um, Yara is definitely the bottom of the bottom, but Akiria, your butt did lie. Let's go to the deliberations a little bit. Jan won the challenge. It's her first challenge win ever. She redeemed herself. Yara and Akiria say they are in the bottom and up for elimination once again. First, we have Jan and Akira go talk. Akira is not all right as she thought she would have been getting the redemption that she was really trying for. Jan wants her to be here, and Akira will do whatever she wants to be here. She will eat a book to stay. Jan calls Akira drag excellence and has a great attitude, but she hasn't seen the spark we saw of her in season 11. Interesting. Um, this was a very interesting conversation to hear her plead her case and seemingly have Jan agree with it because we'll get to what Jan decides later. Scarlett asked the group who had the harshest critiques. And of course, Eureka has to be the voice and says it was Yara because she missed the yodels, which really wasn't necessarily true, but whatever Eureka. Yara is pissed and really doesn't know what to do. She doesn't have a strategy to save herself. She is not a beggar. She's a fierce fucking queen. When asked if there was someone she believes should have been in the bottom, she says she doesn't know. And as Trinity says, Bitch, can you plead your case? What did you see out of Yara here? Why did she do what she did? Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever be like, I don't know. I just do whatever you want, girls. No, I think especially in all, because every girl that does that, that's your death sentence. That's the nail in the yeah. coffin. When you give up, you're, that's when you're because, giving them a reason to eliminate you exactly because there have been queens that will stay because other queens are like i see your drive i see your desire to be here by yara being like i don't know do whatever you want like they're like okay cool bye yeah. like yeah raja did notice with yara's performance she her focus wasn't there yara says the dancing was hard and she didn't know what camera to look in girl you didn't need to look in the fucking camera the cameras are following you for this performance Jan then speaks to Yara and she tells her she's pissed too. And Jan goes through her track record of being win bottom, high bottom. Again, this is where my concern about track record comes in because 
of what Jan will do later. Yara says that she was inside her head as Shakira, and Jan understands what they were saying about her face, and Yara says she'll be getting out of her head if she stays. Akira is back with the group, is frustrated because she was in this position last week. She can't do a split, but if she has to fall out of the sky, she will. And now I'm like, can we have a skydiving challenge? Come on, let's do that. I mean, go back to the old school drag race and like let them go out in the street and have fun. I mean, Dragula did it the first episode of season three. I was like, it was season two or season three. I was like, I think it was season three. Yeah, three. But like, damn, I miss the drag race days when like they would walk in the first day and like throw them in a swimming pool. <laughs> right. Like, have them like, you know, run a marathon in full drag. Like, exactly. Drag do shit like that anymore. But like, God, I like, because, you know, I've read all like the, you know, the insider stuff, you know, when like the queens will talk about like, yeah, like our entrance looks were trash because they told us that we were going to be like, you know, getting them wet or like you know wear shitty shoes because like you're gonna get paint splattered at you like right i miss those challenges like i agree if anyone like throw them out of a plane i would love to see that like (laughs) first like first day out they're like all right we're going up in a plane and you have to skydive in full drag and like i would i'm here for it that would be fantastic i oh i could not agree more somebody please make it happen when you're on the show that's what the, the first challenge will be Honestly, it was like we're putting it out into the universe. Uh, if and when I ever make it on Drag Race, I want the entrance challenge to be skydiving in full drag. I will have an yep. entire case of hairpins in my wig prepared <laughs> for that moment. Um, but I could not agree more. I was like, I will skydive in full drag and it'll be yep. uh, iconic. Yeah. Well, Akira is fighting to say the girls can see it on like Yara. And why does Jan's box look like it says Ian? Bad, bad. Jay looks like an eye. Yeah, it looks like an eye. I was like, Ian, who's Ian? All right, Jan, are you ready to meet your opponent? This week's lip sync assassin is season two's Jessica Wilde. This is wild, literally. Why is she a lip sync assassin when she lip synced once on her season and guess what? Lost. Why the fuck is she a lip sync assassin? Is it because she's Yara's best friend? What are we? What what's going on here? Were we losing queens? Do we not have enough people? Even even I said the same. I mean, I'm when I'm not gonna lie. When she was first revealed, it again a three hour delay before I like figure <laughs> out. I'm like, who is this bitch in the chicken mask? Yeah, and it's I was like, detox. Like, yeah, like I was like, I was like, I I was very confused, but I think like they're trying to pull queens from you know like you said there's some sort of connection to someone in the cast yeah. maybe but like i had the same question i was like why am i struggling so much to remember who this is not just because she's from an early season but because she was from an early season and didn't wasn't memorable right. exactly as far as like a lip sync a lip sync assassin is concerned she was not that but the song is womanizer by hashtag free britney spears um both queens are wearing red, and both queens are giving mediocre performances. Jan keeps doing this robotic thing, and it makes her look clinically insane, as Pandora says. Jan did hit smartly timed death drops, and when she did do the crazy lip sync, she was there. If the game is to be better than the other, there is no doubt she didn't win because she did not outperform Jessica Wilde. But Jessica Wilde was meh. Um... 
Jessica was fine. Did it make a case for her to return for an all-star season in the future? Not for me. Good seeing you, but bye. Yeah, a lipstick assassin. She is not an all-star. She is not. Were they good performances? I think separately. Like, if you saw that performance, like, <laughs> at, at a club, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like, she's, like, she's doing it. But as far as, like, both of them together on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race as a lip sync assassin versus the top all-star, I was like, this is choices. Yeah, it's definitely choices. Well, Ru gives the win to Jessica Wilde, which means the pot for next week is $30,000. Give me that money. Ru was like, Jan, you a top. Oh, wait, you're safe, Walls. She's safe. Jan's safe. So funny. She's safe again. She's right, right back where we started. Yep. Jessica reveals that the group has chosen her best friend, Yana Sophia, will be getting the chop, and she is not happy. Even Michelle bows her head, because I don't think Michelle wanted Yana to leave yet. Yara, in unpredictable form, just says bye and says fuck you all to the queens as she walks off. Rue laughs because why the hell not? Yara's serious here. She's meant fuck you all. She is not happy with this decision. But as Yara packs up, wearing a robe, she gets her message from Rue and she immediately runs back and wants to play as she throws her bags across the room. You ready to dive into Untucked a little bit? Yeah. I'm like, let's go for it. <laughs> let's go for it. All right. Kylie is safe, and that means they liked her Steven Tyler and they liked her runway. It's the fourth deliberation, and Pandora's feeling good because she's safe. Raja, well, she's disappointed to be safe, and she'll be back in the top spot next week, which she says. Scarlett is safe on a dance challenge, and she is very happy that she's safe. Pandora went through the range of emotions because she didn't know what was going to happen this week with the results. It was a tough competition. Scarlett doesn't know how you send someone home after that, and Pandora thinks it'll just be who they were drawn to, which is clearly the case in Eureka's situation. Kylie thinks they all looked fucking fierce in the runway and thinks it might be Jan's week. Raja agrees she killed it for her, and Scarlett points out that Jan lost on the Rusical during her season, and Kylie is like, oh, that would be a really cool redemption, because clearly Kylie Sonique Love has never seen season 12. The way she was talking about it, she's like, oh. But also, let's not forget do you remember who Kylie Sneak Love did for Snatch Game? No, wait. She did it her for her redemption look. She did Gaga. Right. I was going to say, I was like, she did Gaga or she did Paris Hill? And I was like, no, it wasn't she Paris did, Hill. She did Gaga. Like, Gaga. Yeah. Yep. And now Jan's doing Gaga. Look at, look at Gaga having a good All-Star 6 performance. I was gonna say, like they talked about the Beyonce curse. Why would why did no one bring up the 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 Gaga curse? Because it's the same arc is there. Exactly. Raja says that Trinity killed it too and was so good. She closed the show down doing Beyonce illusion. She reminds the girls that if she's in the top, to give her props as soon as she gets in. Cut cut to last week's episode where she was in her feelings. Um, I still can't get over that. I would be I would totally be Trinity in that situation, but I wouldn't express it the way she did. She's like, y'all focus on me. Kylie talks about how she taped her titties to her shoulders and put a pair of socks in her pants to be Steven Tyler. This was Kylie's debut as a drag king, and her name will be All of Her Clothes Off. 
honestly, it's like it's like the same thing when like you know, there's all those like all the different variations of uh, I yeah. need just something. Uh-huh. Um, I was like the amount of drag kings that I know that are Oliver, whatever. Yeah. It it feels correct. <laughs> yeah. Raja asks Scarlett if she remembers when they were both in the bottom in this episode on their season, which, what are we watching? Is this untucked or are we doing a clip show? Where's the fucking drama? Um, Scarlett literally gags on her drink because she's got PTSD and likes this safe position a lot better. Raja is happy to have Scarlett thrive with her. Um, She's grown and she's proud of her. And it's always nice to see two rivals become friends again on uh, another season. Yeah. But Kylie is like, enough of the kumbaya, let's talk some shit. And Pandora is silent in Untucked once again. Is she afraid to talk up? Why also is there no mention that Kylie and Pandora were on the same original season? Like, no one has mentioned that at all. Yeah. Do they not have a relationship? You know, as like I feel like again, as like if we're gonna talk about like the parallels between like the new seasons and like the old seasons, I feel like the old seasons were much cattier. The queens yeah. were I don't want to say bitchier, but they were like I don't think there was really any any sort of like kumbaya, like, you know, we're gonna make friends with our castmates. It was very much like we're here to win and like they didn't give a shit about making nice. Yeah. You know, I feel like the the vibe has totally changed because if they pulled that same behavior now, they would get canceled so fast mm-hmm. it's true scarlet is worried for yara because of the look but kylie knows rue loves her alienness um raja asks what everyone thought of a curious prince and clearly making sure her girl is safe because she's definitely playing the game now kylie says she was fucking working that shit out if she paid for that ass show it off i don't think these four thought akira was going to be in the bottom i don't think they thought that was going to happen Pandora asks if someone was flirting with Jamal and Raja is like, let me tell you something. Maybe she was undressing him, but Kylie maybe accidentally flirted with him. She then asks Pandora if it was her, but she's like, I have a husband, but I'm allowed to flirt. We love open flirters. Raja points out that it was Trinity because Trinity was asked by Jamal if she has his name tattooed on her. And she in fact does because Jamal is the name of her ex. What if? Here's another fake conspiracy. Mm-hmm. What if Jamal Sims is really Trinity's ex? <laughs> oh I know it's not real, but come on, that would be funny. Can you imagine um, him now? Yeah. W- would you get your, I uh, guess I, it was, no, you're not going to get your partner's name uh, no. uh, on your wrist. Nope. No. No, that, okay. that is like, that it's like it's like having a white lighter like that's such like a faux pas like you yeah that spells disaster it's true it's true i i will not get anyone's name on my wrist even though if i got super drunk and sad one day i probably would but not not doing it not doing it the girls then thirst over the backup dancers scarlet felt very sabotaged because how can you focus with boys and red speedos girl same i love speedos and they were very very hot menses Kylie then decides to discuss how she loves Rue's laugh because we're really grasping at straws in this conversation of Untucked tonight. They like have nothing to discuss because what is happening here? Yeah. Um, 
We then see that Rue and the All-Stars had a tailgate party in the workroom. What and why? Was this part of a mini challenge or do they literally just eat chicken wings in Suspicious Ranch in the workroom before getting into character? Again. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, it was very, very, I, very weird. Clearly, you're like, let's discuss on talk. I was like, what is there to discuss? Exactly. I agree. Um, Rue says that Jan watches sports and then she's a sports fan. Jan played soccer for 13 years and Rue asks if her feet are damaged. Rue, stop pretending you know anything about soccer. But then the what, conversation what about, turns to the... Go ahead. I'm like, what about... I'm like... I like I, I like I could understand if it like like there are certain sports like sure like you'll have issues like I could like if she if RuPaul you know asked like Brooklyn Heights the same question that would make sense because Brooklyn Heights did you know did ballet for however many years like that's gonna exactly. fuck up your feet. I played soccer. That does not fuck up your feet. <laughs> no, not at all. Like it was so random. Like please, somebody whoever is feeding shit into RuPaul's earpiece <laughs> please do your research exactly the conversation turns to the biggest competition and Kylie says that she is her only competition to which Raj is like oh so we're all trash to you and Scarlett reminds her she's just not that type of girl the lip sync assassin has arrived and this is the shortest moment we got with the lip sync assassin so far because it is Jessica Wilde as she says, it's going to be a scandalo. Um, she goes to her dressing room. We see a montage of her only lip sync on her season and the chicken's back. And that's literally all we got out of Jessica Wilde. What a waste of an appearance. Scarlett is now going to note what I've been saying the entire time, that Pandora is a listener and a watcher, and she knows who the real competition is. Pandora is very zen here and goes, she came in focusing on herself, name it and claim it, Goodbye, self-doubt. I like this side of Pandora because this is how I would play Big Brother or Survivor, but not this game. You got to make the social connections. Who's going to save Pandora? Who wants to save Pandora? Not Kylie. No. Like that, nope. That, like, she's the only one who I could be like, okay, like, yeah, they were on the same season, so there's some sort of camaraderie there, which, like you said, we already know that's not there. But, right. like, All-Stars is a game of alliances and if not alliances then track record and right now pandora has neither of those things exactly raja says that self-doubt ruined a lot of opportunity she was a sensitive little black boy and then suppressed feelings the way she got over it was by watching herself on season 11 she's gonna let herself feel this season the girls are now all together raja says that jan called the lip sync assassin last week this week she hopes it's a season 12 sister like Widow Von Du. Be careful what you ask for, but girl, you're going to be disappointed. Widow Von Du? I hated her. I really did not like her. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think she was like, I, I always, I always like keep my reservations about Rue Girls because I know how much power the edit gives. Sure. Uh, or how much power the edit has rather. Um, but even you know, like, like Silky spoke to this, how she was like, you know, she was like, I did not like the person that I saw, you know, when I saw myself on TV and, yeah. you know, it was like, but I will say that was like, you know, to that point is like the, the first few episodes, every lip sync, lip, lip, lip sync assassin 
um, was a sister to, mm-hmm. or, you know, like a seasoned sister of yeah. the queen who was in the top. So I thought that was an interesting or, or there was a connection geographically, like Yara and Coco are both Vegas queens. Yeah, exactly. There was some sort of like connection, like they knew each other or they were a seasoned sister or something like that. So it was, yeah. That's why this lip sync just didn't make sense. It didn't feel as fun as the other three. Yeah, like there was no connection to Jan. There was the connection to Yada, but it was a stretch. Exactly. This is the fourth vote. It's not getting easier. Ginger says they are spending more time together. So personally, building personal relationships is key. There is no code to crack on Drag Race. Sometimes you need to be over the top. Sometimes you just want to see growth. Raja says they want to see more from what they have inside. But Jan is ecstatic to send someone home, and that takes away some of the excitement. But Jessica, it's now her turn to talk again, is excited to do the lip sync and hopes it's one of her sisters. Girl, you're going to be disappointed as well. Jessica doesn't really want to send anyone home who's been working hard to win the crown. Girl, you're really going to be disappointed when you find out who you're going to be sending home. We watch as Jessica sends Yara away, and when she gets backstage, Yara does break down in her own alien Yara way. All the votes are for Yara. And while we didn't necessarily see exactly who Jan picked in this moment, according to the wiki, Jan pulled Akira's lipstick. I also saw that because someone was saying how like it looked like she reached for like the left side of the box. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I, cause again, I was like, if we're going to say that the reason why Trinity wasn't in the top was because of her runway, why the hell didn't Akira's runway give save her? her? Not even save her. Like save her. Sure. But at least give her some brownie points to at least make her safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So again, we did not officially get confirmation from the television program who Jan picked. We're going to have to wait for next week. If it is Akira, um, she's going to look like a damn fucking fool in front of everybody else with everyone else voting for Yara. Yeah. Yara knows all the bitches know she was a threat and it was too soon for her to go. It was her third time there and she feels blessed and privileged to be a part of the big family. She has a sparkle that nobody can wash off. This won't break her. She apologizes to whoever was rooting for her, but she said sad to go and, but that's the tea. She's ready to blow the roof off if she gets back in the competition. So watch out girls. Let's end the podcast with some burning questions. What is Yada's legacy? I mean, first, let's just pause for a second. Was she really that much of a threat? I never, ever saw her as a threat, even on All Stars 1. Like, she was, for me, being carried by Alexis because Alexis was top-notch. Yeah. Um, that was, I never I was saw like, that, that as... Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, a threat? No. A fierce competitor? Sure. I was yeah. like, I think Yara's legacy is that she is batshit insane in the best way possible. Like, we have seen... We have seen some crazy queens and like usually they, you know, the, the crazy does not click with RuPaul, but whatever Yara is on RuPaul and all the other judges are tuned into that frequency because she is, like I said, crazy in the best way. It's true. And I think that's the legacy is she has the kind of crazy that RuPaul can vibe with. It's true. 
When is the Jan Trinity telephone tour beginning? When 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 are we gonna get that? Um, I hope it is in production now. I hope that they, and again, I think that they are. I mean, Jan especially. Jan knows how to capitalize off of a. She sure does. She better capitalize on this, and her and Trinity need to go on a impersonation tour as gaga and beyonce respectfully um and either at at very least i need a jan's jukebox featuring trinity where they do a shot for shot remake of the music video at very least there you go i agree it would be so much fun i'm like i think it's a lot to ask for a full tour um you know of them as beyonce and gaga but a music video i think they could make that happen that's true and i would be overjoyed if they did We've got a comedy challenge via a chat show next week. Who are you worried about? You know, I feel like I don't have any reservations about anyone right now in this moment because I know that I've been surprised before by, you know, these sort of like talk show type environments because I'm going to assume that it's going to be, you know, sort of like, an unscripted kind of you have to go with the flow sort mm-hmm. of situation and there's lots of variables that can go wrong you could have yes. a shitty partner that you can't volley with um you could have you know you n- not get the character that you want um you know you could just get in your own head so i think there's so many variables that i really can't say who i'm concerned for right now because there's just so much that can sway whether or not you do well in this kind of challenge specifically. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, if I were to throw two names out there, I would actually say Scarlett and Jan because they're not necessarily funny improvisers. Yeah, the the, the improvision is where I could see your concern and I would have to agree. So, And even Raja, I would have a little concern with as well, but she is a little more funnier just in general um, in the, like the Alyssa Edwards way where you're not intentionally trying to be funny, but the things you say come out funny. But those are my three worries this week for the next week, possibly Kylie as well. Cause she's, she's not the best with coming up with things on spot, but I ask it every time. And I'm curious to see what you're going to say after four episodes, the winner of the season is. Hell if I know. I love that because I, my rankings keep on changing. Like, you know, I, like I said, when I first saw the cast announcement, I was like, wow, there's some, like you said, there's some stars. And I think that, you know, really depending on the challenge and depending on the runway and depending on X, Y, Z, like I'm constantly surprised and excited to see what's happening. So like, I really don't think right now in this moment, I can pick a winner because you know, of course there's queens that, you know, I want to see do well and I want to see go far, but like it really, like the, the tops and the bottoms have been all over the place. And even yeah. like you said, the judging has been questionable at best at times. So like, who knows? Yeah. Track record is going to be the downfall for someone. I don't know who it's going to be. I, based on four edits and based on how the, before episodes based on the how the edit is going right now in this moment i would give it to trinity 
yeah I could see that but again I still I was like I don't know it's like I'm I'm just I'm very much to the point where I'm like it's still anyone's game at this point yeah I think Kylie is a contender I think Raja is a contender do any of the three of them who I think deserves it based on paper I would say Kylie because it would be great to see Kylie win um but I, she hasn't given me enough in four episodes. So maybe she'll have a Bimini last four episodes where she slays the end. Um, it's, this is what I like about a drag race season. I like exciting, unpredictable results. I don't want to be able to predict the winner from the beginning. I predicted Priyanka. I predicted Lawrence Cheney. I predicted MV Peru. I've predicted Simone. I've predicted so many winners the past couple of years because it's easy to read this season. No, nope. we're, we're having fun and we're getting a result that can go any way. And that's how this show needs to be. If you have one clear front runner from the beginning, it's not enjoyable, but this season with the expectations being as low as they were, I'm actually enjoying myself. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I could not agree more. It's like, I feel like if I'm, if I know from the start, you know, who's going to win, then why am I watching besides just to see, you know, how snatch game goes or to see what they bring to the runway? Like I'm like you said, it was like from the start, the expectations were very meh, but like now I'm actually excited to see where each week goes and to see, you know, who's going to do what. And like some of these Queens have really surprised me with their growth and like how far they've come. So I'm excited to see where it keeps going. And, you know, there is no clear front runner. And I feel like that's, what's the most exciting thing about this season is because you really don't know. Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure having you on. You're welcome on block talk. Whenever you want to talk about anything, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? So my Venmo is my government name. Um, <laughs> I was like, if you want to, I was like, we'll start Venmo because that's the most important one because um, a bitch is booked and blessed and making her rounds and doing as much as she can to make a name for herself. Um, but on Venmo, it's shubert31. Um, that 31 is because Halloween's my favorite holiday. And as you know, um, my Halloween series will be starting up again in October. So yep. if you like what you see, tip a bitch, send me a dollar, check out my Amazon wish list. It's linked in my Instagram, which is the Spectra Electra. Um, I will be bit bopping around. Um, I'm going to be in California in two weeks. Um, so I have a lot Doing of- Doing drag? Uh, yeah, it's like, I'm going nice. out in drag. I don't have anywhere that I'm- uh, going to be performing just yet but I know that just like New York there's open stages and open calls everywhere so I'm going to keep an eye out for that um, but there will at least be um, some shenanigans on Instagram um, I uh, am performing in Vera's uh, lip sync why am I why am I having such an issue with lip sync <laughs> today uh, Vera's lip sync showdown on the 21st um, and I will also be competing in Vera's uh, competition cycle two of the queen come October so October is going to be a very busy time uh, for Spectra. love it so it's like if you want to keep up with the buffoonery and the shenanigans that's where you can find me s hubert 31 on Venmo the Spectra Electra on Instagram and I 
fucking hate Twitter because I the Spectra Electra is too long um, for <laughs> Twitter and at Spectra Electra was already taken. Um, so I am Spectra Electra with an underscore at the end. Um, and I will be uh, documenting uh, all sorts of buffoonery and behind the scenes on Twitter as well as Amazing. I uh, prepare for everything. Amazing. Well, like I said, come back, do a ranking show with me. You're always welcome. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me as always. The biggest thanks to Spectra for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>